Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Loyal members of the WrestleTalk family, allow me, the Night Owl, to be the first one to welcome you guys in to episode 376 of the WrestleTalk podcast featuring a couple of illustrious guests. We'll get into that in just a moment, but I am contractually obligated to give my partner in crime, my illustrious co-host, an introduction that he probably does not deserve. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure he remembers to unmute himself this time. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, a man who proclaims himself to be the city on the hill. A guy that is looking to rectify all the wrongs of professional wrestling in 2022. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't voted for Dick, then you ain't shit. I introduce to you my co-host every first and third Tuesday of the month, right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Richard, the city on the hill, Douglas. So it was okay. Um, that was nice. Okay? I s- Got to cut that out. Be professional. Am I brighter today? They told me my lights are much brighter. You look brighter, and I can tell you went and got a tan. You look fantastic. I treated the staff uh, last weekend of the year to Dustin, Florida. But you know, Renee, I was a little upset. Uh, we sent music to uh, the Wrestle Talk uh, production team, and uh, just never heard back. You know. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, the Hosts don't really get music. Our music is that incredible introduction done by the world-renowned voiceover artist and professional wrestling personality, Hank Hudson. That that's got to be enough. Okay, well that's nice. He it is good. I really I think it's the best intro, and all honestly, not just this you know wrestling podcast network that you know this community's developed, but the entirety of podcast. It's one of the top. It is very good. But you know my music's good too. I would have liked you know a. Oh, and I'm the spearheader of the City on the Hill movement. The spearheader. Okay, okay. got the tip of the spear. How was Christmas? How was New Year's? Um, the holidays here in the Martinez household were absolutely fantastic. Good. Uh, ob- obviously, you know, uh, health is always uh, paramount, and, and we haven't necessarily had the best of fortune in that department. But uh, God is abundant, man, in his grace. Like, we have more than what we need. We're sick, but, you know, everybody's still here. 
Um, as far as gifts go, you know, the kids got everything they wanted and a little bit more. Yours truly, I'm just happy to be here another year. I'm realizing that I fall into this demographic as a Latino male that living to 38 years old is accomplished an accomplishment all on its own uh, um, there, Richard. So oh, what yeah. can I say about the holidays, man? It was a beautiful experience. I got to spend some quality time with the family. And honestly, the only problem that I ever have with the holidays is that they're too damn short. That's the oh, one sure. downside to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, we you? had a we had a good holiday too. Thanks for asking, Renee. Now, were you were you in the good old Midwest or were you abroad? We wow. spent it in a couple of different places. Uh, okay. You know, the last two weeks, uh, the last month, I really don't do much when it comes to end ring work. We try to sit back and get everything organized. We're having some hires come on here shortly. You're going to hear a bunch about that coming up next cool. couple of weeks. But uh, we went to uh, went to Florida. We went to Tennessee. Uh, we wrapped it up uh, Christmas Day. Uh, at my house, uh, well, actually, a state, but we had everyone in. We had, you know, about 55 people there just for the morning. Then at dinner time, it was ridiculous. We had so many people. Um, we had a great band come in. Uh, they were a Billy Joel cover band that was really good. So that's good. Billy Joel, I love that. I was, I was actually talking to a couple of my friends about uh, the white boy classics, right? And that is oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel definitely falls into that category. We've got Rusty Rex, Donnie Pepper Cricket coming on the show, so I'm sure <laughs> it's not the last white boy classic we're going here today. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to say this to you, uh, Richard. Um, can I call you Rich? Richard sounds so formal. Is that, is that it's okay? up to you, man. Uh, you know, you called me a lot of other bad things a couple of weeks ago that we just listen, bro. I, I felt a little bad. You know, the 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 feedback came back from the great debate, and you basically, you know, you got washed. So now I almost feel like indebted to be. <laughs> Did you see who were voting on those? Okay, I looked at your poll. Okay, Every and I tested. Every I understand. <laughs> well, listen. I guess that you require have- IDs where you know. <laughs> well, you know, listen, we can talk about that like apples and oranges, Renee. But at the end of the day, we saw who were voting. And uh, if they were bots, they, they need to hire bots. New- OK, well, Stop they that. looked they looked pretty bad. You know, I thought you put these pictures up that you took from Google. You just typed in, you know, crazy people 2021 and you made accounts. That's with who them. you think voted for me. Well, we have evidence. We have a lot of evidence. We have a lot That's, of evidence. Neither here nor there. There's a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> oh, there is. There is. Well, before we go any further, there's a couple of things that we have to do here. And I know you're all about uh, organizational skills. And, and I know you, you, you like to get the formalities out of the way. So let's go ahead and do that because it is 2022, baby. And we are still in the greatest country on God's green earth. And for that reason, we're going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their cap and place their hands over their heart. As we are all soothed by the me- mel- is it melodic? Me- me- what's the word I'm looking for? Melody, like a anyway, an, an awesome rendition of our beautiful national anthem by the legendary one and only Roseanne Barr. I 
Rich, if I may make a suggestion for your next uh, political campaign rally, um, I, I suggest that you have Roseanne Barr come in and do that rendition of the national anthem. I mean, it's just exquisite, isn't it? I thought that was the Miralax commercial. No. She was constipated, <laughs> you know, kind of just all no, but, Not the Miralax commercial, bro. That bro. was, you got Come on. I love our national anthem. It's the greatest thing of all time. But Roseanne Barr's, it, that's a little, I mean, that's that's not good. No, that is not good at all. You know I what feel like is? you're insulting democracy. I feel like you're insulting democracy here. You know, that's no, what no, the that, I'm just advocating for free speech, no matter how terrible it is. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Hey, did you did you see my new mug? By the way, one of my staffers bought this for me. Look at that. Oh, Bafangul! I know. I told, I knew hey. you would like it. That's why I made it today. We're gonna have to put some. We we talked about this before. We gotta put some mafia drops into the show. We do. Yeah, we do. How about well, the first one is Bing Bang. I think we got to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So um, let me do this because I know your folks are calling to you, um, guys. Just to take a quick moment, allow me to give all the credit in the world to our amazing sponsors. Now, before I go down the list, you guys know them all. I did want to remind everybody uh, that at the end of January, we are back at Kincaid for another Wrestle Talk podcast slash FWWC watch party this time for the royal rumble again it's at the kincaid at old park mall right outside of nordstrom's right next to retro zone which happens to be our sponsor's toy store to go along with the arcade uh 20 bucks gets you a ticket in unlimited on all the crazy arcades they got uh uh, it was a time crisis pac-man tekken like two mortal Kombat's, that old simpson four-player game that old ninja turtles four-player game Bunch of pinball games. I mean, all, uh, Cruising USA, several Cruising USAs. You get that. You get the pay-per-view. You get a slice of pizza and a drink of your choice, all for 20 bucks. We start at 6 and we go to 10 Really, you're paying 5 bucks an hour for unlimited gaming, slice of pizza, drink, and what's sure to be an incredible pay-per-view, which we will probably be talking about during the High Spot segment a little bit later today. As far as all of our other wonderful sponsors – uh, I'm going to give a shout out to it's me speaking to you rather than everything combat. Our boy uh, Jay Hollywood is back in full effect. So make sure you guys check him out on all social media platforms. Also, you probably saw a little bit earlier. I was serving myself uh, some delicious water for today. Um, everybody's been sick. I didn't think it was appropriate to have drinks today. But next week, your boy's going to be kicking a few back. Either way, this water tastes 17.5% better just because it's in my very own custom made Wrestle Talk podcast mug. Courtesy of Wrath Bun Engraving. By the way, guys, we are still selling this first edition mug. If you're interested, let us know. It's 20 bucks with your name on it, plus whatever the shipping is to your location. Of course, we've also got to thank uh, Painter's Dream Production, responsible for the wonderful WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Also, I-70 Sports Media. You guys know the maestro. He's here every other week or so hosting the show. And he's actually going to join us after the break, which I'm sure uh, Dick Douglas over there is not going to be too happy about because him and Carp don't always necessarily get along. But, hey, it's all good, baby. Uh, Esports Bar KC. Did you say Jeremy? Yes, Jeremy. We'll be here later. Don't interrupt the sponsor spot. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Royal Mills Transportation. And, of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the F. WWC. Dick, you're back. You're back. Yeah. Sorry. I, we're working on getting earpieces in. 
you time to do your thing and you still weren't ready. Did you see what I personally tweeted the show? Personally, we didn't even send it to the media department. I got on the phone and I. I'm having them check on that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right, Anyway, we have a lot to cover during tonight's show. You got any shout outs for anybody out there, bro, before we move on? Because we got a hot and heavy show, man. We got some tremendous guests. We got Rusty Rex, Donnie Pepper Cricket. You know, tonight's show is called Midwest Mojo, baby, because these are two pillars of Midwest pro wrestling, if there have ever been any. And as far as I'm concerned, you don't necessarily have to be the top guy on the card. Yeah. And you don't even have to be a wrestler, really, to be a pillar of professional wrestling in the Midwest. And I'll explain that to you guys here in just a little bit. But any shout-outs, bro, before we get going on uh, high spots tonight? Uh, yeah, uh, Rhodes Wrestling Academy getting ready to start their next camp. Uh, so okay. follow their journey. That starts a couple of days from now, I believe. I just saw it tweeted today. Um, also check out uh, cityonthehill.org. That's the uh, new uh, website of the campaign. Uh, we're getting it revitalized, restored. Uh, it was just needing a lot of work, a lot of maintenance. And so it, that's almost done. The uh, Dick Douglas Merchandise Store will be coming out this week also. So stay tuned on that. Dick Douglas Merchandise. I can only imagine the kind of stuff you're going to be selling. I'm going to be first in line to get it. A lot of people need- work hard on this. I didn't. It's not my. A lot of them aren't my ideas. I have. I hire good people, and uh, good right. people work for me and create genius stuff. You I'm know, sure it'll I- work great for kindling the wood underneath my fireplace. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So, with all that said, introductions out of the way, formalities all done. Let's go ahead and talk some professional wrestling in episode 376. Is edition of the world famous wrestle talk podcast high spot segment music provided to you by our friend our amigo the one and only dj money go ahead guys and hit that music my check my check yeah all right all right wrestle talk podcast dj money Make sure you guys go check him out and tell him that the guys over at the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. Mr. Douglas, high spots, baby. We got a lot of pro wrestling talk. I know you got some topics you want to cover. I shall allow you to have the floor first, my friend. Go ahead. I like the flair you put on that. We'll get to him in a second, though. I wanted to start out with a really good one. Interesting infrastructural question regarding professional wrestling. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you saw this. The new uh, betting odds are out for the Royal Rumble. Okay. Sky, uh, Sky Bet, they do the um, the bet odds. And uh, my question for you is is a, is a simple one here. With, uh, with DraftKings, with Sky Bet starting to get involved with professional wrestling, do you think it's beneficial to – to have these type of sports betting agencies involved in the uh, in the uh, industry, 
or do you think it's propelling the industry to actual legitimacy to where, you know, maybe it wasn't seen as in a light of that, you know, where maybe not a lot of people saw it in that light for, for quite a while? Interesting question. Betting, good or bad in pro wrestling? I'm going to say this. Pro wrestling is already full of a lot of degenerates. You should True. see my DMs. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> you should see my DMs. Um, but listen, ultimately, anything that keeps your fan base hooked, right? I'm a fisherman, so you don't want that fish to bite it right on the edge of the limb. You want him to go full bore, and you want to catch him back here to make sure you got really, right. you got him really hooked in. There are a few things on this planet more addicting than gambling. So is it good for the companies, for the companies themselves that are putting together these pro wrestling shows? Absolutely. freaking lutely Okay. Now, is it better for the fans? That's where the question lies. Because there are some duds out there when it comes to matches. I'm not going to name any names. I know pro wrestling is very subjective. Some people may think one match is great. Some people may think it sucks. But what I can tell you, being the co-owner of a fantasy wrestling group where there are very small wages, uh, uh, wagers that happen, it can bring an element of entertainment to matches that you otherwise wouldn't care about. Example, fantasy football. If it wasn't for fantasy football, would you really give a damn about a Jaguars game against the New York Jets in like week seven of some random regular season? Probably not. But if you've got fantasy guys on the Jets or the Jags, then that's a game that you're probably going to watch, which means what? Ratings go up. Right. People are more hooked in than they were previously. Right. So, again, great for the companies. For the fans, I'm not so sure because, again, betting is very much a degenerate sport and gambling is quite addictive. So that is yet to be seen. But I'll go ahead and take your question and kind of – put a little twist on it and say it's great for the companies for sure. They're going to make even more money because more people are going to be invested in their product. As for the fans, only time will tell. I guess we'll go ahead and see. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I think uh, you're kind of right along those lines. I think financially um, in terms of uh, generating revenue and creating a new uh, avenue and a new uh, roadway for, uh, you know, merchandising options with DraftKings because we all know that DraftKings is really great with, uh, advertisement and, and uh, co-branding and co-sponsoring certain things. Um, it's great, but you like you just said, is it going to affect matches? Does that mean, you know, if DraftKings is there's, you know, they get overwhelmed on their server with, you know, people betting on Royal Rumble. Does that mean that Vince goes, ooh, everyone's kind of leading a certain way. It just because maybe they talk through the grapevine and we know how corporates, you know, communicate. I don't care what people say. They know what things are leaning at. And uh, they will let Vince know. He will find out eventually. And does that affect the Royal Rumble? Does that affect booking decisions? COVID affected a championship. We saw that on Sunday. We did. You know, so if that's going, if COVID's going to affect it, then the dollar definitely is going to affect that in a pretty quick way. And maybe for the better. Who knows? I guess only time will tell. And, and I will say this. It, it always makes me a little leery. Because traditionally, professional wrestling has been geared toward the younger fan. But it seems like with the advent of hardcore wrestling, AEW, and other things kind of in the periphery, it's kind of taking a turn 
back towards that demographic, the, the, the let's say the 18 right. to 45, which those are the people that are going to spend the money, go out, make the trips, go to the shows or what have you. So to a certain extent, I think it's going to be a good thing. But like I said, I'm just concerned because whenever there's gambling, shout out to Philadelphia's own Tim, uh, was it Tim Dunahee <laughs> from the NBA, things uh-huh. tend to get a little bit sticky. So it's just I a matter like of time, to, I think, before we find out. I, I would like to say it. that. Uh, thank you for my. I would like to say that, you know, a lot of good, uh, a lot of casinos and a lot of legal gambling is great for the country and it builds our infrastructure. You know, I've been friends with a lot of people in these companies and industries for years, and, and I don't want to completely dog them because they do do a lot of great work and they great, you know, jobs and, and create a great economic relief for, uh, you know, suburban families with their uh, right. with their community donations as well. So. Okay, that's fair. I will agree with you there. I think that it can be a good thing for the fans as long. How about if I add this? As long as it's done responsibly, just like everything else, right? Just like everything right. else. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Dig it. Okay. On to my first shoot and shout segment of the evening. I thought we were on high spots. I'm sorry. High spots topic for the evening. My mistake. I know you and I had a little bit of a debate about this at the great wrestling debate. We had a question come up in regards to the most successful and prosperous wrestling company in the world today. You said WWE. I said New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, I don't want to go ahead and rehash that whole thing. You guys are more than welcome to go back and check out episode 375 and listen to The Great Wrestling Bait. It was a historic episode and actually probably one of my favorites of all time. But here we are. It's the beginning of the year. And we are back around to Wrestle Kingdom 16. Now, I do remember you arguing with me that this was the only show of the year that New Japan Pro Wrestling does that matters. So here we are at the one, in your opinion, pro wrestling show that New Japan Pro Wrestling does a year that matters. What have you thought about what you've seen so far? Did it completely fly under the radar for you? And if so, why? Uh, so, um, I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, second option there. I didn't even know I've completely forgot. And it wasn't because I, you know, went on a grandstanding account. We, we debated about this and I kind of wanted to make a point. I really did forget about it. And that's kind of my point when it comes to what we were talking about, you know, at the debate a couple of weeks ago. And it wasn't because I, you know, it was all over the place and I just had an airhead moment and, and didn't see it. I honestly just didn't see it advertised. And uh, when that happens, I get busy and we're doing a bunch of different stuff here and getting things organized. Things happen. So uh, what do you think of it now that I know that uh, now that, you know, I didn't watch it? Okay, well, let me let me say this. I do not believe that New Japan Pro Wrestling did a very good job of promoting what is their biggest event of the year. They could have they have this relationship with AEW. They could have easily slid in a commercial or some sort of mention or something on AEW programming, and quite frankly, they failed to do so. Now, that does not mean that they are not going to be wildly successful because yet here we are discussing it, and they've already sold out all three shows. This is a three-night show. Not enough people complain here in the United States about WrestleMania being two nights or SummerSlam being two nights. Rich, this is a three-night event, and if it was a five-night event... They would probably sell out every single damn night that they decided to run the show. And that's why I'm adamant about 
Wrestle Kingdom being the most successful company because they don't have droughts. They don't have lulls. They are always, always filling up the arena. And as far as I'm concerned, the best professional wrestling in the world today in ring happens in New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a reason that guys like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk have been rumored to potentially be going over to Japan to have matches with the likes of Kuzichika Okada, which would make my dream come true because the first New Japan professional uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling show I ever saw was Wrestle Kingdom a few years ago when Okada was facing Kenny Omega. A lot of people have argued that those are some of the best matches of all time. What I will tell you is that the talent, the talent that New Japan Pro Wrestling brings to the table is second to none. You care to hear a couple of the names that have been wrestling so far at Wrestle Kingdom and that are going to be wrestling in Wrestle Kingdom here shortly? No. Uh, yes. I, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> okay. I don't even want to I'm just kind of I, – I wanted to stop before we go any further on that because okay. I just – I don't know how I feel about, you know, the oh, people at – Okada and Omega, I mean, they're great matches, but to say they're the greatest of all time, it's a kind of a stretch. And that's kind Dude, of where it's I... It's not just saying it, bro. No, I'm not saying... Did I say you? I didn't. I said the people that say that, just like I said the people that, you know, wrestle in Japan, Japanese, you know, Japan's a place to be right now to wrestle is, is kind of for me just... It always has been. Uh, that depends since on how Hogan, you look at since, since Hogan was over there losing to Antonio and Oki back, way back when. But that's oh, how you. I, but it's not. It's not my style. I just. That's why I don't really, really watch it. And, and you know, I know that's strange. But it's not about you, brother. It's about the Wrestle Talk family. I don't that's think what it I'm trying to get you to come along with me, bro. But see, here's the thing, though. I just don't think that the the style ever really. I just don't think it ever is going to mold well with like AEW or WWE or anything. That what are you talking about? Everybody's talking about strong style. Strong style has been the it thing for the last. Five to seven years in professional wrestling. All strong style is is beating the shit out of somebody. I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, if that's how you want to perceive it, I don't necessarily think that that's the case. But, you know, somebody who... Okay, never mind. I'm, I, I'm not, you know, I get what you're saying, though. So can what's the question you actually asked me? Because I was just kind of thinking about that. I didn't mean okay, so let me give you a couple names here. Right. Uh, Shingo Tanahashi... Oh, I'm sorry. Shing, uh, Shingo Takagi, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Evil, uh, Tanahashi, Will Ospreay, uh, Okada, Tamatanga, TJP. These are just some of the names. Yeah. Okay. That have competed already in uh, um, in Wrestle Kingdom 16, and we've got a ways to go because tonight I believe is night two, and then Saturday is night three. Okay. And, and let me tell you something else that you may not have known. Because of how well New Japan has continued to do, we have a little bit of breaking news. And that breaking news is sent to us directly from the fine media team over at New Japan Pro Wrestling is that New Japan Pro Wrestling will be back on television this year on Access TV. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You're hearing it here first on the Wrestle Talk podcast. March 3rd, 2022, New Japan Pro Wrestling is officially back on television. In the good old U.S. of A. So no more worries, Richard, about not getting your fill of New Japan Pro Wrestling because you'll be able to DVR it and watch it and you won't have any more excuses whenever it's time to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. What channel is Access on? 
Have somebody look it up for you, okay? What's Someone has hacked our page, by the way. I am looking down at our comments feed. It says, Russell Talk Podcast. Dynamo Pro should give the D1 title to the snitch. Was that you, Renee? No, that is Joe. It's definitely Nightmare well, I'm just saying. I just it's wanted to point me. out what we've already been infiltrated. About, baby? We're already off to the damn races. We just got oh, infiltrated. Yeah. The biggest cyber attack we've seen so far this year. It's it's quite frankly you know there you go. All right, well listen, we are just a few moments away from our guy Rusty Rex. I think he's working on getting his camera up and running. That's what we need you to do, Rusty. Turn on. But here's the thing with Rusty Rex. I'm gonna tell you real quick. So the the folks over the KWA, they're good people, but Rusty kind of gets the short end of the stick. They've got him driving around a Pinto, and believe it or not, he still has a flip phone. So I was hoping that he might be able to get himself a laptop or a tablet or something, okay, so that we can actually see his beautiful face here on camera tonight. Because let me tell you something, man. If there's a guy that knows the Midwest, particularly wrestling history in the state of Kansas, it's our guy, Rusty Rex. And I can only say this. Um, I've had the opportunity to work alongside him at the commentary table. Um, and honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm getting left behind. I'm pretty decent at commentary, but Rusty Rex is on a whole nother level. His knowledge is there. He's lighthearted and fun. Uh, he knows how to take it as well as give it. And quite frankly, there are a few people that have the affinity for professional wrestling, particularly in the state of Kansas, than our boy Rusty Rex. So I'm, I'm quite excited. I know you haven't had a chance to meet Rusty yet before uh, Mr. Douglas. But let me tell you, bro, it's exciting to have a guy like this join us on the show who has been around the business for the better part of 40 years. Just wait to hear some of the stories that we're going to be hearing from Rusty Rex here in a matter of moments. I I know you've got to be excited about that. Oh, I am. I, 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 this is my favorite part of the show. This is where my people tell me to take it into the uh, passenger seat. And uh, we let Renee Martinez do what he does best. And that's a, Talk to somebody that's working pretty hard and worked and that's pretty pretty well known in uh, wrestling in general, but in Kansas in Kansas wrestling, you know that's a different story. Uh, absolutely, and I know you had your crack team. Re- hey, Renee, I got Renee. I got actually. Give me two seconds here. I got to take a. There's a. There's something going on. Wow, this this is what I signed up for, Skywalker. You're lucky we we're on the air, bro, because. This has a lot to do with you. I knew that bringing Dick Douglas back on the show was going to be a double-edged sword. Yeah, he's a good-looking kid. Yeah, he can talk with the best of them. But, I mean, come on, bro. Come on, man. You're supposed to be here for the whole show. Now you done left me alone. I'm waiting for Rusty to figure out his camera situation. Lord knows the KWA is giving the man a flip phone. How's he supposed to be doing interviews if they give him a flip phone? And then you're all disappearing on me. Nightmare Joe's in the comment section going off about the stitch. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Oh, dear goodness. Okay. All right. Well, listen, guys. Shout out. Let me do a couple of shout outs here so we can get things put back together. Major shout out to a couple of people who've already commented during today's show. Shout out to my, my FWWC people. If you want your comment and name to show up, you're going to have to give StreamYard permission. It's kind of one of those deals. Shout out to my guy, Ralph. Uh, hopefully, you're getting better, buddy. I know that knee's been giving you some trouble. Hopefully, you're starting to feel a little bit better. Shout out to my boy, Isaac Duncan. Sunny Money Mayo, one of our new host guys. Last Friday of this month will be Sunny Money Mayo's maiden voyage as one of the, the hosts of the Wrestle Talk family. So be ready because it's going to be a good time. 
And uh, to be quite honest with you guys, I think he's a natural. I think day that he was on with us, um, you know, when we made the announcement, he was really excited. I think he was having a hard time finding his words. But now that he's going to have several weeks to kind of put things together, I think he's going to do an absolutely killer job. Also, big sexy Chris Rodell, regular host of the show as well. Uh, also, uh, Luchador de Kansas City. Uh, Shaft, in the house. What's up? Nothing but respect to you, my friend. And I got a few other people that are watching that have commented that the, the messages are kind of too far up for me to scroll back up. But I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you guys for being here and supporting the Wrestle Talk podcast. Please make sure to hit that share button. Make sure to hit that like button. And most importantly, interact with us in the comment section. And who knows? We might give you away some free swag. You know what I mean? Hey, capiche. Oh, I think we got Rusty, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go ahead and give this man a proper introduction. A co-worker of mine, also a man I admire, a dude that's got more passion for professional wrestling in his pinky than most of us have in our entire bodies. Not only is he a Kansas pro wrestling aficionado, he's also somewhat of a pro wrestling historian, and my dude has one of the sickest pro wrestling action figure collections that I've ever seen in my entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, He's not only back, he is back in black. The one and only Rusty Red. Hey, Here I am. Can you believe it? On the Wrestle Talk podcast, we had some technical difficulties. Obviously, Mr. Curtis hasn't been paying his Wi Fi bill around here. So we're stuck kind of winging it this way here, but we figured out a way to get on here. Nonetheless. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Rusty, and this is not on the record. I'm sure nobody will see this or get this back to Mr. Duncan. But I think your Wi-Fi budget is going into those world-class suits that Mr. Duncan wears. I mean, you ever seen these suits, bro? No, absolutely. Steve Harvey's suits are being put to shame. Absolutely. I don't know where, where, where is the budget coming for these outfits? I, it just boggles my mind. Every show I see, he comes out with something new and I'm staying in one star hotels. What's up with that? Well, all I'm going to say, this is Rusty. You're kind of snitching on yourself. Cause I see about $10,000 worth of pro wrestling memorabilia behind you. So, you know, <laughs> you, you must be doing okay. You must well, be doing all right. That, that's it's it's over the years. It's a collection that's a, that's amassed over the last, shall I say, at least forty years. Uh, a lot of that's actually from my childhood that that uh, I grew up and garage and sales. actually actually had. Say garage sales, Rusty. It's just garage sales. And, and garage sales, flea markets, uh, the dice in the corner. You know, sometimes I was lucky and got got something. You know, and that's the payoff right there. You know, that is the payoff right there. Well. My co-host, Dick Douglas, will be back in just a matter of moments. You know, it's, he's winding up for political season. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, a, he's a bit of a, um, let's say, a connoisseur of politics. So he, he's going to be in and out a little bit. But, man, I am so thrilled to have you here, Rusty, because I, I think you heard my introduction. It's rare that I get to bring someone on that I have personally worked with. And I've gotten a chance to call the action with you a couple of times for the KWA, for XWE. And, man, let me tell you. What a privilege it's been, but I have to start off with an apology, okay? And the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast already know this, but I'm an East Coast guy, originally from Mexico, and I'm Southern. So uh, I, I spit a little bit when I talk. 
I would have never guessed that. I would have <laughs> never guessed that at all. Yo, real story. So poor Rusty is sitting next to me at the last show with a short sleeve shirt. And <laughs> I, I might as well have been Sylvester fuckering fuck attached. I was getting so into it that I just kept spitting. And I didn't even realize it until like the eighth time that I spit on poor Rusty's arm. And I felt so bad. I'm like, man, next time I'm going to bring Clorox wipes and just place them over your arm. Or maybe you should just wear a long sleeve. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you I'm glad you fessed up that was you. I didn't know if it was you. I didn't know if it was Tommy Snow sitting next to me. I didn't know if it was the beer coming down from the bleachers up there. I didn't know what was going on. But that's that's. I'm glad, right. to, glad to at least know now. I was like, Rusty thinks I'm disgusting. That's great. I'm trying to win over a, a Kansas pro wrestling connoisseur, and then you've got all sorts of uh, substance over over your arm. And, I will. Uh, I will give you a break on that. That was a phenomenal event that we that took place oh. there that night. The excitement was unreal. It was unreal. And you know what? Speaking of unreal, allow me for a second. Um, no, we got another one here. Who we got now? We got it, it's, Dick no, it's, right here, Dick Douglas. Dick, uh, I Dick would Douglas. like to. No, wait a minute. You're going to stop <laughs> bailing on me in the middle of the show. I'm telling you right now, you're contractually obligated to be here for half of the shows in 2022. You can't keep taking these breaks, bro. I'm getting tired of it. So, Renee, I think in the terms of a uh, great uh, grander scheme of things here in hindsight being 2020, Rusty uh, Rex, you know, man that's full of intellect, I think, could agree with me on this. We always have to look, try to look, at least, Renee, in hindsight. And uh, this was a pretty big thing that's happening. Actually, a political event just broke through that's going to uh, hit the new cycle tomorrow that we've been a part of. So Not it's going to be on great. my time. Not on the WrestleTalk family's time, Douglas. Jeez Louise, man. Renee, so I'm sorry. I like to apologize. You're not, I'm you're sorry. not sorry. You're lying. And, you're Dick, lying. I get I get exactly how contracts go. I know them obligations and some of those little loopholes on there. I deal with that all the time at the KWA, so... <laughs> That's uh, that, that's great. Yeah, encourage him, Rusty. That's exactly. And th- what and, and, by, and thank you, by the way. I think uh, we have your email, so I might have a team member reach out to you and make sure that Renee's not uh, biting off more than he can chew here. I'm we'll figure right. out something, right? All right, all right. All right enough of this, okay? Can, can right, stop sorry, the sorry. All right, all right. These guys stay professional. Okay. Question number one, Rusty. There's a lot about you I know, but there's a lot about you that I don't know. I called you a Kansas wrestling historian. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I do know that you do some. Here, here's what I would compare you to, and, and don't you start brush, bl- uh, uh, blushing a little bit. A former guest of ours, you might have heard of him. His name is John Arezzi. And John Arezzi is a renowned pro wrestling photographer, been around for many, 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 many years. Yep. Never wrestled himself, but a personality that is respected throughout the pro wrestling world because he's just he's been there. You know, uh, it's, it's just one of those guys that is synonymous with the history of professional wrestling. Some of the most iconic images in the history of professional wrestling were taken by the great John Arezzi. Now, John, you, John Arezzi right here. This is his newsletter that he put out in 1991. Oh, I love it when I can put the pieces together. I did right. not know you had that. Oh, right. yeah, I have I have his whole collection. I've showed him that a few times. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I uh he was one of the uh one of my uh initial uh people that I was a big fan of uh growing up cuz he was one that would go into and divvy into the real aspects of professional wrestling um all over the place. Uh he had a radio show up there in Philadelphia. He was part of when Joel Goodhart Ran a lot of those shows up there in Philly prior to ECW. Um, I was a big fan, absolutely. I'm still a big fan of John Arezzi. What f- well, phenomenal man! 
Well, who is it, man? And, and I know it's tough for somebody who's a humble guy such as yourself, though. I don't know how you were getting along with Dick Douglas over there. That's beyond me. We, it's, we hit it off right off the bat. I don't know what it was See, this time. This is disgraceful. We have a great conversation, Renee, and then you completely interject something that was an outlier and completely disregarded the fact that we had a great story coming from Rusty. I think that's just distasteless. I'm sorry, Rusty. Well, it's it, it's understandable. Like I said, you can see the budget we're on tonight. I've got my five dollar dollar general earbuds in here tonight, and it's it's it is what it is. The, we were gonna do we were gonna do it live from the KWA studio, but I guess they didn't pay their light bill, so we couldn't get the lights up uh, tonight. So we'll I maybe mean, next time we'll we'll be live from there, but not tonight. Uh, it's it's tough. Someone's got to get fired or something. Are we gonna okay, see well, a release? No, Good hope. Hold on a second now. The money goes where it belongs in the KWA because the shows that they put on are second to none, including the show coming up January 22nd. Absolutely. So, Rusty, I compare you to John Arezzi because there are people in professional wrestling that never wrestled, but that are equally as important, in my opinion. These personalities, these people that kind of help prop up the sport. So you play somewhat of a role in that over at the KWA, but also as a Kansas wrestling historian, tell me a little bit about how it was that you initially got into professional wrestling so many moons ago and how that transitioned from a hobby to somewhat of a second career for you. I'm curious. Years ago, I, uh, growing up, you know, in, in central Kansas and the Kansas area, dad would take me to a lot of the old central state shows that around the area. 83, 84, through that, that generation there, uh, I, I was hooked. I, I loved the stuff. I obviously, you know, of course, I'm, I'm the old school connoisseur too, but I obviously got hooked when uh, the WWF started taking off with rock and wrestling. You know, they they had the cartoon. They had the stuff like that. I, I grasped. I thought, this is awesome. Uh, WrestleMania won, you know, and seeing, and then all of a sudden they started touring the area. And, I, you know, I was hooked. NWA started hitting the area. Uh, I've been to some world-class shows down in Texas. They never really got much up into this area. Uh, AWA every so often would get down in the area. I was a big fan. Just, just, aw I was awestruck by it. I was, I was just absolutely sucked into professional wrestling and the whole aspect of everything that, that was involved in it. Um, and then over the years, you know, I, I just, I, I evolved and went along with it. Then getting into about about the mid nineties as, as I grew up, you know, and got, became a teenager and, and, and stuff like that. And, and, uh, graduated from high school and, and went out and, and started working. I, I kind of got away from it a little bit. Obviously the WWF was kind of, uh, and the whole professional wrestling world was a little iffy around 94, 95. It just wasn't capturing my interest anymore. Um, I kind of wanted to always be uh, involved in a serious way. I had my very first opportunity in 1990 with a man by the name of Burt Prentice, and he used to promote in the state of Kansas. This was in his very first years. He did a little bit of promoting up in South Dakota, uh, Minnesota. He did a little bit, but he came down to Kansas to open up a promotion. He eventually was going to be heading to Texas to help Joe Pettacino down there in Texas with the new Global Wrestling Federation, but he was he made a stop in Kansas. And this was my opportunity, too, to get involved with it. I, I, I was at a lot of his shows. I got to know him. He allowed me to be a part of the show, to help sell merchandise, to come down and take ring robes, uh, various things. I became one of the photographers 
for the shows. I've, have you seen some of the pictures that I've had from the shows? Uh, we did an official newsletter. Um, well, let, me, let me stop you that right there because uh, because of the uh, power of the internet, there's actually something that I would like to share and would like for you to provide a little bit of context, okay? You talked about doing some photography and earlier today in doing some of our research, we came across this incredible post. Mm -hmm. Rusty, you've gotten a chance to be around a lot of name people before they became name people. Can you give us a little bit of a background and exactly what we're looking at in this photograph, please? That picture is from about June of 1991 in Wichita, Kansas at Century 2. Century 2 was known for a lot of professional wrestling events there. Central States, the UWF, Bill Watts had ran a couple shows there. Uh, WCW ended up going there. Um, eventually, Bad Boys Wrestling, ECW in their last days did some shows there. But this is from June 1991. This is about... Kind of about towards the uh, getting the last part of Jim Hurd's era there. You see the York Foundation in the ring. There's Richard Morton, uh, better known as Ricky Morton, part of the Rock and Roll Express. And Terrence Taylor, Terry Taylor. Uh, combined there, we got uh, Curtis Hughes over in the corner there. Mr. Hughes taking on beautiful Bobby Eaton and Dustin Rhodes. You can't quite see Dustin, but he's behind Bobby there just a little bit there. But we're there at ringside for this one there. What an action-packed night. This is the very first WCW show that was right here in the state of Kansas. And, boy, we were we were stoked for that one. It was it was exciting there. And I, I pointed out there, too, you seen that little hair that was up there in the front that, that made a cameo on that? That's Nancy there. You know Nancy from the uh, uh, selling the merchandise and things like that, a lot of the shows. She's been a big fan for many years, too. So she was she was a part of that as well. Absolutely phenomenal. Just the privilege that you've had to see so many incredible people working uh, in the state of Kansas going all the way back to what you say that was 1991. That was 91. Yep. Yeah. The hair says it all. Though mm -hmm. I think Ricky Morton still has that mullet. So it really could be from yesterday. We Probably. never know. <laughs> you date it however you want it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, listen, I don't want to be selfish and I'm sure we could keep going here, but I do have a co-host as much as it laments me to say that. No, it's okay, Renee. I was just sitting here. I didn't mind, you know, no nothing. I'm just sitting here paying my own mind and watching you take over, and you're doing a good job. You know, it's fine. It's fine, really. They, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal event. I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. So I'm just I'm sitting back taking it all in. No, I, I'm just giving Renee a hard time. I I really, as someone who's done so much, I saw the biography that uh, Skywalker Roberts put together and the bio that was really well done. Uh, You've done so much, and it's almost like you're, that, that par paragraph was an encyclopedia of just a variety of different things. With the holidays just coming, there's always that feeling of nostalgia. You know, we just had Christmas, and everyone gets that kind of feeling in their stomach when they think about something that just, you know, means the, you know, a lot to them. What moment in your, uh, your career, whether it was, you know, being a photographer or anything you've done, what's that Christmas moment in professional wrestling for you where you can look back on that and just no matter what, feel better about where, you know, uh, what you're doing and what you're accomplishing if you're having a bad day or, or what have you. Um, as far as in the professional wrestling business, um, I would have to say it was probably the, uh, just right off the top of my head, um, that, that really sticks out is the moment I met Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper. Um, I met him up there in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota in about 2002. And, uh, we actually had kind of a, 
it was kind of a quiet environment. There weren't that many people there, and we had quite a while to be able to talk and uh, visit for a while. I had the opportunity. You know, I, he was one of my childhood heroes growing up, you know, watching him on TV and stuff. And now here I am sitting there talking with him now, just like just like old friends and stuff. And, uh, in fact, I think I've got over in my autograph collection over here, if you can see, there's a Roddy Piper uh, card oh, yeah. magazine that he signed for me there uh that Thanks. day there and he went he went through the magazine and took time to reminisce about things and and it was it was a phenomenal uh feeling for uh a lifelong professional wrestling fan like myself on that wow bobby eaton Sonny ono bruce pritchard i think i saw all those guys up there that's incredible oh, yeah there's there's quite a few i got in there you know i've met all these people you know at one point in time or another <laughs> wow Oh yeah. Oh, Space Cowboy and Niles Plunk, two of my favorites here locally. I love absolutely, them. absolutely. Those are my favorite locals right there. You see Niles Plunk, a eh? you see Jason Jones. There's Miranda Gordy over there. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Phenomenal, phenomenal talents. That's great. Absolutely, but as as far as professional wrestling, that was my my big thing. Now I talked about two. You know, I kind of got away from the business jobs and real life kind of took me away i never really had the opportunity to get involved i've got to thank uh billy simmons for the opportunity that i had to come on board and pick up kind of where i left off at about 1995 and uh kind of got kind of going again back involved in the wrestling business and seeing the vision and seeing a lot of very young passionate uh stars in the independent circuit that are really passionate about learning the old school style, especially when it comes to promos, interviews, and what have you. Well, yeah, that's incredible. That's that's really incredible. Uh, you know, I do got another question. You know, you've, you've had the chance to work with the Night Out here a couple of times, and we only hear one side of the coin whenever we're on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And, and uh -huh. Renee has been known to fill the comment section with lobbyists. He's been known to uh, emphasize certain no. things. Yeah, true. It's true. It's sad, oh. but it's true. And, and uh, you know, what's it like working with Renee? What What's the uh, – do you have any stories where you maybe uh, pull the rib on Renee or Renee maybe have had a hijink or two? We've had, we've had some interesting times together. I know uh, uh, I think our best one we had was when uh, I believe Renee was working there at uh, that KWA reawakening show. Uh, there in Hutchinson, and you remember it well. Um, <laughs> Sixty names from all over the country who we weren't really sure who was who, and we're all thrown into this to figure out where we go from here. And we had notes thrown at us, and I was over on commentary with Aaron Helms, and we're looking at each other like, "Who's this now?" <laughs> and it was it was hectic, and Renee's coming down there asking me, and I'm passing notes up to him, and it was it was it was a good time. All right, so. <laughs> 72 cue cards later, we had every wrestler that was at that show for the two-day show, which was still by far, I think, the most capacity um, in a combined weekend that I've ever done any sort of work uh, at. And I went in thinking that I was going to be on commentary, and ultimately I ended up doing ring announcing, which was quite nerve-wracking not to mention i forgot to bring the podcast equipment so rusty and helms ended up recording like six hours of commentary on rusty's on rusty's iphone oh. so <laughs> i don't know what happened to that audio i'm sure it sounds great 
But man, <laughs> was that hectic! And you, somehow we pulled it off. I don't think the fans would have ever known the difference, Rusty. It was incredible. It was. It was amazing. It was amazing. I. I think the best part is I can't remember who handed me the note when Tino Valentino was in the ring that said to make sure you mentioned butt or uh, was it uh, uh, cheeks? Was it what kind of cheeks was it? Uh, <laughs> Cape <laughs> cheeks? <laughs> what? And I'm looking at this as we're going through here and I, I pass it over to Helms and he's looking at it too, looking at me. I'm like, I don't know. Just want to say that. <laughs> I think he wanted you guys to call him to, to say that he had the sweetest cakes in the Midwest. The cakes. That's <laughs> what it was. Cakes. I was like, we need to refer to him as has his, his cakes and there's looking Bro. at me like what like i don't get paid enough for this shit right I, here. yeah right <laughs> oh my gosh rusty that was a it fun was, night we winged through that one yeah it was wild bro it was wild well absolutely but i've, I've enjoyed every moment i no doubt about it we mesh very well um you know renee he he's, he's just taken off he's he's uh He's learned, you know, the, the stories, the, uh, the 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 environment, and everything that's taking place in XWE and uh, and the KWA, you know, with, with when we add in PCW, and and he's phenomenal. I, I it's 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 almost a night off when I work with him, and I'll, I'll be honest, you know, it's it's really it's it's an easy it's an easy flow when I work with him on commentary. It really it really is. That's I agree. Great. I just got to get my spitting under control. I'm that's that's that. it, and then now that I know that it's you, absolutely, bad, yeah. I, you know, I thought maybe of some beer, like I said, coming from the up, third row upstairs there, but uh, <laughs> I guess it was you. Well, I do have a bone to pick with you, Rusty, because there was a hardcore match at the illustrious um, was it Kansas Auditorium? I want to make sure I get that name right. Uh, the last venue, right? The historic Kansas Auditorium. The um, Sportatorium there. Sportatorium. It's the historic Kansas Sportatorium. The historic Kansas Sportatorium. So I'm up with the headset on. I think we've got uh, Gideon Vane going up against the Blue Collar Brawler. Oh, you're talking about this is at Wrestle Brawl. Yeah, Wrestle Brawl. Okay, this was at uh, the uh, uh, Memorial Hall in Hutchinson there. Okay, yeah. Yep. Okay. okay, the Memorial Hall at Hutchinson, yep. which, by the way, I think we'd run. Uh, professional wrestling hadn't been there in many, many, many years, mm-hmm. and the KWA was responsible for bringing it back. So that alone, mm-hmm. big pat on the back to us for making that happen. But, bro, you refused to get up and help me do commentary. These guys were up above us in the rafters, and Whoa. you just sit there eating chips, hot dogs, and you keep asking me, like, Dick Douglas, if you could take a break and go get more hot dogs in the middle of matches. Rusty, I was quite upset with you about that. Now, now I have to thank you because you have an incredible amount of knowledge that I have to pull you from. You can't just go I, after the guest like that, man. Good, now, I'm just going to call it how I see it. I'm now, sorry. wait a minute. I was trying to get some food all night long. I, I I didn't have any money, and then I finally found some change. I had to bum a little bit off Tommy Snow next to me there, and it was my you opportunity to eat, and that's and that's the thanks I get for that. Boy, I see how this goes. Well, it's a two-man that's job. Terrible. You can't put me in harm's way and sit back there and eat nachos all night. I, they were delicious. They had, they were on their A game over there. I could not pass them up. I couldn't see what was going on up in them stands there. So I might as well sit there and eat something. Oh, well, okay. Well, right. I mean, there's, I know that they don't treat you that well over the KWA and they might've not provided you a meal before the show, which is funny because they always seem to bring food for everybody. I don't know what you're doing when the food comes out because they had some freaking heroes, man. They were freaking fantastic. Shout out to you. I have no idea. I I was probably in the back there doing some sweeping or something, and next thing you know, somebody said, food's out there. I come out, and it's gone. It's all gone. 
Who took it all? There there must have been 50,000 sandwiches out there, and I come out, and there's maybe a pickle laying there. Well, hey, early bird gets the word, buddy. Sonny made a good point, uh, our new addition to the uh, WrestleTalk podcast. He said, Renee was just mad he didn't get any food. No, no, that's that's absolutely absolutely that's exactly what it was right there he didn't get any food and he's upset because i took the opportunity to sit there when we had the chance and eat bro i said also too. he's he quoted as saying pissed mexican grizzly bear whatever that means shut your mouth son, <laughs> yeah, i can see that yeah that makes that makes sense yeah i, I can see that Okay. Yeah. All I'm saying is I want some cake too, and I'm not talking about Tino Valentino's cakes either. Okay. Just make it. Well, maybe that's what. Maybe that's why that. Now you're passing me that. No, maybe you needed some cake. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe that was what it was, and and then we made we made fools of ourselves on commentary. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, there that's we go. Fine. That's fine. I already see how this is going. Okay. Well, let let's redirect our attention now back to somebody other than you dick douglas okay just for a second here oh is right. this the whiner are we bringing the whiner on oh i'm not bringing the whiner on oh. though when you're wow. on there's like a line of them waiting to come on i'm just gonna make sure that that's <laughs> fair that's clear because a lot of people fan base there's growing yeah look at that upset with dick douglas <laughs> They, they ah. like you know who did join us last week it was kind of incredible. You mentioned Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes was checking out the broadcast last week. What do you think about that, Rusty? Was he really? Awesome, awesome. Week, I'm sorry. During the, uh, the great before. wrestling debate. Yeah. Oh, he awesome. Been, he might have coached somebody on the show. I don't know. Awesome. Phenomenal oh, talent. Wow. Okay, that's not even fair. I don't get coaching. That's fine. You guys get nachos. You, you get got a little coaching there? So disrespectful. May or may not I, I see how it's going now. Coach, yeah. You know what, though? The night I was Iceman approved, and neither of you two are, so be jealous. Oh, that's bullshit. Well, now, how how in the world are you Iceman approved? Where did that even come from? Did you you log in under the Iceman and just put (laughs) that on there? (laughs) Come on, Renee. What's going on here? There's been a lot of shit. There's been a lot of chicanery ever since I've come on this show. What's going on? (laughs) Somebody just called me a Mexican grizzly bear, and I'm the one with the chicanery? You gotta be kidding me, Rusty. <laughs> somebody, somebody's out there who's who knows what's going on there. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's what's happening here. But it's full investigation. So, well, so do I. And at the risk of stealing someone else's catchphrase, this is so disrespectful. Oh my gosh, you guys are absolutely unbearable. I'm telling you right now. Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> but let's let's take it easy now. Let okay. Oh, shout out to you, Adam. Yes, we were talking about Roddy Piper a little bit earlier. Uh, much love to you. Thank you for tuning in the show tonight. I do actually have um, another question for you, Rusty, and that is right. about the Rusty Report. Now, you, to your credit, you put yourself in harm's way quite often. You, you, you interview pissed off wrestlers in their worst moments. And honestly, I don't know how you've come out unscathed. I've seen you uh, uh, interview Colton Alexander when he was off, hit, off the hinge. I've seen you uh, interview the Samoan Predator when he was basically off the hinges, man. What the hell is the Rusty Report all about, and why do you continue to put yourself in harm's way, bro? I don't understand. And this is something I think you termed myself as the scapegoat of the Kansas Wrestling Alliance. I think I've heard that that term tossed around. I don't know how I get these assignments. I try and get to the bottom of the most investigative stories of the day that are taking place in, within the Kansas Wrestling Alliance. That's both XWE and PCW. At times, it can get a little dangerous. I've been sent a lot of places, sometimes with maybe a few bucks, maybe a few pocket change, maybe just my thumb. 
but that's all that's all you know we do we try and get to the bottom of everything we've been sent out to the jungles for the Samoan predator that was that was pretty wild out there you know we we broke down on the side of the road i i that, i was heading to that show out there in pittsburgh i had drake gallows he went right by me and threw water out at me i i mean what where, where's any respect but you know we try and get to the bottom of every little issue that we have in the Kansas Wrestling Alliance, and that's my job. Well, you do a damn good job. And like well, I said, you, you regularly put yourself in harm's way. I'm glad that you're the one that has to do that for XWE and the KWA and not me. I'm just going to say that. Uh, what you have for them uh, there? Uh, no, this is a Kate. former – as a former interviewer, you know, I, there's always been the interviews that just, you know, are, are like watching paint dry. And, I mean, you get the – it's you have tough interviews. And, and they're, you know, some people just don't want to talk to you that day, whether they're upset, they just – wife left them, dog just died, you name it, things happen. How – what is your tip for somebody as, as I wish I would have known and asked you this, you know, a year and a half ago when I was still interviewing people, what would you uh, give, what advice would you give to an interviewer and announcer who's going through that and just has somebody who is uh, not willing to cooperate uh, for the sake the, of the interview? The best thing you do is just go in there and, you know, everything is, is off the cuff. There's no, no uh, written anything out. You know, you just go in there and you just, just wing it. And if you could tell somebody's coming in, that's, that's a little down you just try and bring it out of them. You just, 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 you just it, hit this point, hit that point and just kind of keep up with it, you know? And then if that first one didn't work, that's sometimes that's the benefit of not doing it live. We'll be like, Hey, you know, let's try this again. Let's do this and this and this boom. And we finally got it. We've had some that are like that. And you know, you just, just work with them. They start getting comfortable. I noticed the more and more of the younger generation, you know, you, you, a lot of times they get bad raps. You know, WWE has gotten bad raps about how they perform their interviews. I'm still a, I'm a firm believer in the old school. Yeah. Everyone that I've ever worked with has caught right on to it. You know, we've done this. You go here, you go here, you go here. Boom, we're out of there. And that's all it takes to get that point across to the fans at home that this is what's going on, this is why it's going on, and this is what's going to happen when you come down and you watch this show. That's that's the whole key to the success on those. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, well, and you just try and get those points across, and that's all right. it is. You're trying to bring them fans down to that arena, down to the gymnasium, wherever you're at, to get them to see this event. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to pump it up. Give them a reason to come down there. Don't just don't just be blah, 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 blah. No, everybody's just going to be like, well, I'm just going to turn my phone off and not watch this. Get right. them a reason. Like, man, this this is interesting. I want to come down and see what's going on down here for that. That's the whole whole key to professional wrestling. Right. And I'll only add that the fact that you're willing to take the risk and get the access to sometimes these very dangerous professional wrestlers, I think is something that the fans appreciate about you, Rusty, because if I was a fan, I wouldn't want to get within 10 feet of the Samoan Predator or somebody like that. There was or some Blade, tense times. Yeah, or, or when, you know, Blade is pissed off or anything like that. So I, I oh, want to yeah. say on behalf of the fans, because I consider myself to, to also be a fan, I appreciate and thankful for what you do and putting yourself in harm's way. Now, jumping from that to something else, being a bit of a Kansas wrestling historian, we did something beautiful at Kansas Wrestle Brawl, and I think you spearheaded it. We honored somebody who is a Kansas wrestling legend. Their family was brought in. 
They were asked to go into the ring. And it was something you don't see quite as often as I think that we should see it. So, Rusty, why don't you recap that for us just so people get an idea. Speaking of things that make people want to come back to the show, talk to us a little bit about who was honored and why during that show. Absolutely. That was uh, Hangman Bobby Jaggers. We did a Hangman Bobby Jaggers 20-man uh, 20 person, I should say, Memorial Battle Royal in his honor. It was the first annual one. This has been a, actually a couple years in the works. We were actually planning on doing it before the pandemic. We were we had it kind of kind of ironed out, and then the pandemic hit. I t- I've talked to the family for years on doing this, and we had it all set up, and then that hit, and I said, "Well, we're going to have to just scrap the whole thing." And then after this, we started mulling it over. And we thought the perfect event would be this wrestle brawl that we've had in the works for quite a while to do it there, right there in historic Memorial hall, right there where Bobby Jaggers, where he worked. Um, his family is phenomenal. They're, they're, they're Kansas, uh, proud here. They, they lived in Kansas. They grew up here when Bobby Jaggers retired from the business in about, uh, 89, 90, 91, he kind of slowed down around that point. He retired to that farm out there, uh, in uh, Morris County, Kansas, out there, and raised a wonderful family, and and he stayed a little close to the business. He got involved with a few things over the years, but this was his retirement. He did so much in this professional wrestling business, and and in my opinion, he it was been so overlooked. You know, you've seen Hall of Fames, you've seen other things, and 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 Bobby Jaggers did so much. He he wrestled in Puerto Rico during the most dangerous times down there. Um, he's been in Portland. Right. He was right there the night uh, Bruiser Brody got stabbed. Uh, in fact, that his family was down there as well. He hurried up and rushed them onto a plane to get off the island and uh, got out of there. But he, he was down there that night. Uh, he wrestled in Texas. He's been all over the place. And it was, it was an absolute honor to uh, do that. The, the family had a, lo- a lot of interjection on the music to be used, and we made sure that we had somebody from the family make the presentation for the trophy uh, in the ring there. We're going to be doing that uh, every year, um, and this will be kind of an annual thing now in honor of Hangman Bobby Jaggers. Well, I think that's something that's incredible, not only to do it one time, but to now make it a staple of the KWA, I'm sure you had a lot to do with that, Rusty, and I think it's a it's a fantastic thing. Absolutely, I'm so glad that came off like that. I'm so glad that you know working with 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 such tremendous people as we have on the KWA board of directors that we were able to uh, be or that I was be able to have more of an interjection on that and uh, have that set up and booked just just right, you know, and have it just set up the way. Way I wanted it, it was a it was a real tear jerker for everybody. I mean, it really it really got me going too. You know, especially hearing Bobby Jagger's music hit and seeing just the tears flow over there on the family over there. It was it was hitting me kind of hard over there as well. So it was it was a it was an emotional moment. And hopefully, here pretty soon we'll be having the video available of that where you can see oh, that cool. once again. It's going to be a phenomenal thing, you know, to to be a part of that. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And shout out to Ralph. Shout out to Andrew. Uh, I I know you guys are listening to this and and you guys are awestruck just like I was when I was there. And honestly, Rusty, I thought you were crying because all the onions you put on your hot dog. But apparently it had something to do. I couldn't even find any onions up there. Did you take them all or who ended up taking them? I seen the jar that was sitting there and I was like, there's no condiments. It's a hot dog and there's nothing else. No onion, no ketchup, 
Nothing. You need to thank Rusty for saving your bad, stupid joke. What are right you talking now. about? It wasn't it was a joke. I'm being joke. serious. You're stupid joke about an onion. Okay, okay, enough, enough. Okay, so let me move on here because I'm looking at time and time is flying. Honestly, I think we should have booked Rusty for the whole show. He's just that mm-hmm. great of an interview. Rusty, we've talked a lot about you. We've talked a lot about the past. I want to talk to you a little bit about the future. We're going to get to it here at the tail end, the uh, the show on the 22nd coming up right around the corner. Shout out to my XWE family. Love y'all. There is a tremendous amount of talent in the state of Kansas that a lot of people don't know about, both male and female. Why don't you give us, and I'm going to try to be fair here, two males, two females coming out of the state of Kansas. Actually, let's do this just because the numbers are a little skewed. Let's do two guys, one girl coming out of the state of Kansas that everybody in the pro wrestling world should have their eyes on now before they get so big that they won't even be able to, to, to kind of wrap their hands around it. And what I mean is I've been privileged enough to go and see people in action that inevitably ended up on the biggest stage. I was high-fiving them, getting autographs, talking to them after the show, just like you and Roddy Piper. So there are some talents like that currently working in the state of Kansas that are inevitably going to be in that sort of position. That's why I say people need to kind of strike by the irons hot. Can you give me two guys, one girl, coming out of the state of Kansas that you think that, again, everybody should absolutely have their eyes on. Absolutely. Right off the top of my head, here's two of them right here. Um, Several of these are are trainees that came out of the KWA training camp. Um, Keep an eye on Johnny Faith. Johnny Faith, is a he's got so much passion. He's got so much heart. He has really worked his butt off to get to where he is at. He's, he's grown up around the professional wrestling business. He understands what needs to be done. He's, he's thankful for everything he does. Um, this man, he, he came in a little later in life into the professional wrestling business as opposed to, you know, just some we've, got, we've gotten as just teenagers. You know, he's, he's come in a little later, but he, is, he has excelled in where he's at. And, and there's one right, right off the top of my head there that I, I really, you know, I'm trying to be, not trying to be biased. There's so much phenomenal talent, but there, there's one I, I'm always excited about. Another one, too, uh, he's, he's a tremendous, tremendous wrestler, is Kit Reaver. Uh, Kit Reaver, uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Everything he does, he, he just excels at everything. You know, he does great ground wrestling. He's, he's in the ring. He's all over the place. He could take to the top rope. You know, you wouldn't think he, he was, he, but he could, he could fly like the best of them. And, and, and he's a tremendous, tremendous talent. There's, there's one right there. As far as females, it's going to be a little tough because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to divide it up a little bit. Stormy Renee, obviously I, she's, she's, she's got a heart of gold and she's going to go a lot of places and I've got to throw in Morgan LeVay. Morgan LeVay, she has come a long ways. I have, I've worked with her on some promos and, and things like that and to accentuate that character. And, and I think she's going to go, she's going to be tremendous. Um, that's, that's, that's our local Kansas grown talent right there. But there's so many others, you know, that, that we could throw in that we'd have all night. Well, you talk about one guy in particular and, and all those names were fantastic. And I absolutely co-signed every single one of them, but Reaver's on a bit of a run, so he's he's got this match with Gallows that could potentially be the match of the year for the KWA in 2021, and then he follows that up with a match of uh, against a uh, guy named Carlito, and absolutely crushes it. I'm like, bro. Actually, Reaver- he was in there with he was in there with Gino Rivera. 
Gino Rivera, yep, from California. Uh, Van, I'll tell you what, that Gino Rivera, wow. And I knew right off the bat that was going to be a phenomenal match, and it was. Gino Rivera, wow. I'm, I'm so impressed by that man. He is he is awesome. Put Kit Reaver in that ring with him, and you had a barn burner there. The fans there for Wrestle Brawl, they were in for a treat that night. And, and we, had, we had great seats right there to watch it all go down. It was a phenomenal contest. Well, you're absolutely right. And my, my mistake for misquoting, I know Carlito was the headliner of that show, but the match that stole the show, I meant to say, was that Kit Gino match. And, mm -hmm. and Gino was, was a little bit rude to me, and I didn't necessarily know if I was going to appreciate him. He came over with his little New York accent. He was about, you know, 5'3 or whatever it was, but he was really disrespectful to me, and I'm glad security intervened. Because I thought he was going to wail on me. Well, but did they, you say did you say something rude to him or I something? Just, we we seem like we got along just well. What happened there? I don't know. I don't know. Gino, he said he walked over and he said, "I told you so." And was said, that was that what you were trying to eat over there? And you were trying to take advantage of? It? You said, "Oh no, wait a minute! I'm trying to I'm trying to mow this thing down." Oh, no, <laughs> my goodness, man! I'm sick of these false accusations, Rusty. I'm going to have to talk to the folks at the KWA about getting you under control because these accusations are getting out of control. Absolutely out of control. I don't know. I don't even know where that's coming from. Well, yeah, neither do I. Sad, neither do I. Well, well, listen, we have to close out this interview in appropriate fashion, and I know we could probably keep going for a lot longer. Let me just say this. Rusty, I've been privileged to sit under the learning tree working beside you over at the KWA, and I look forward to doing a lot more of that come 2022. And it's upon us already, baby, so let's go ahead and get this thing going. Now, I will say that I will not be there for the January 22nd show, unfortunately, due some, uh, to some other obligations. I see but, how it is. No, well, listen, it's, it's really um, just kind of a, a conflict that I can't get away from, but I will tell you this. Um, we're going to have 10 to 15 shows this year that we're going to get an opportunity to work wow. together. And I know that as we go along, we're going to continue to kill it and represent probably better than either one of us expects because of the passion that we both have for this sport. But what I will tell you is this, as long as we get an opportunity to work together, there's two things that are going to be facts. Number one, we're always going to put the talent over. And number two, I'm always going to be indebted to you because of the knowledge that you've been able to collect and share with me so that I sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about. Unlike here on the show where I'm misnaming people's matches and it's just a damn disaster. But with you, Rusty, a good partner, unlike my buddy over here taking breaks halfway through the show. I just want to point out. That's, that's, no way to, that's no way to act a dick over there. That's no way to act. Thank uh, you. And, and Renee, did you see what Sonny said? He said Gino only did that because he saw you looking at his food. What are you talking that, about? Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about right there. He's seen that, and, and he, he was probably coming over, reaching his hand out. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> it's true. He was, he was, he was dead to me. <laughs> right? Uh, let me tell you what. The, 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 the fact of the matter is, like Burt Prentice told me years ago, you know, when I was down there helping out with him, the marquee says professional wrestling. That's what it is. That's 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 I I I no I don't throw around that term sports entertainment. It is professional wrestling. It's an art form that's been around since the early 1900s, and it's 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 alive and well in 2022. That's my that's my opinion, and that's my passion to keep that going as well. Well, you know what you know what my passion is. It's correcting my mistakes, and how dare I 
forget to mention the guy who actually did face Carlito in the main event of Wrestle Brawl. And I'm not going to let this go until I get it right. I know, I, I, I think I halfway expected you to mention him in those those names of upcoming talent. And I think if you had a chance to go back and do it, you might actually, you know, switch one of those names out. Not that you necessarily would, but you might. And that is Paradox. The yeah, uh, there, there you go. Absolutely. Bro. Oh, my gosh. Talk about a young guy who's got the look, who's got the talent and the charisma to be at the top of any card, let alone a KWA card. But any card in professional wrestling, just before you go, take a brief moment and talk to us a little bit about the show coming up on the 22nd and one of my favorite champions already in XWE, uh, the one and only Paradox, man. What, what an amazing Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the way he represents the KWA with that Harlan Championship, bro, it's like a, a whole other thing in my opinion. And Absolutely. A phenomenal talent. Uh, he started at a young age. He's former amateur wrestler you know he he's 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 come up in the ranks he's he's done so much at such a young age and it shows what a phenomenal talent you know i mean i it's it's amazing i i you know just right there get, getting hit with that i didn't throw his name up but there's another one paradox wow watch out for him he is at such a young age he's done so much already and and watch out well he's a right wrestler and now he's proving himself as a singles wrestler and early on he's already become a champion i mean oh absolutely he's held he's held about every title within the xwe already at an early age like that over the years you know that that dates back to the xwe started about 2016 back there 2015 excuse me you know so he's he's done in his young young time he's done quite a bit Phenomenal wrestler. He's still the KWA Heartland champion, and he will be in Salina, Kansas, January 22nd. XWE Nowhere to Run right there in Salina. I believe it's going to be at the 4-H building this time. It's not going to be at the Fieldhouse. I believe it's going to be at the 4-H building, which is down by the Bicentennial Center. That's as far as I knew last. So we're going to be starting. You'll start to hear some stuff on the XWE page, the KWA page, and stuff like that. So we'll be, we'll be putting some stuff out. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, Mr. Douglas, any final thoughts for our spectacular guest, Rusty Rex, here before we let him go? Well, I just want to point out how you uh, you finally complimented the man after just, just going at him for the last hour of, you know, hijinks with, with you know. I, it, it took every bit of me to, to dig that one out, but I finally did it. Yes, you know, I, I got to give the man some credit there, you know. <laughs> We've had some issues when it comes to getting our concessions over there and, and our information sometimes, too. But it is what it is. We wing through it and we get along. It's a, it's a tight budget we run on, but we do what we can do. Absolutely. Well, Rusty, man, thank you for uh, letting me sit on this and uh, kind of just sit back and let you and Renee talk some more stories and ask you a couple of questions. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a great conversation. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely. As well, there, Mr. Douglas. Very nice meeting you as well there. Oh, also, I saw your Jim Cornette autograph. I do have Jim Cornette's full endorsement. Also, oh, I mean, awesome! Absolutely, I'm I'm a member of the cult of Cornette right there too. Absolutely, <laughs> what what am I? What are my favorites right there, Mr. Jim Cornette? There Professional wrestling is is alive and well. That's that's where something where I know sometimes he says, "Ah, he's he's giving up on it." I'm telling you right now, we got a lot right. of young, hungry talent that's eager to learn the art form of professional wrestling. That's for sure. Indeed. And as sure. long as there's minds like yours in the sport, I think that that knowledge is going to be getting passed down for many generations to come. Rusty, thank you so much. Round of applause, Rusty Talk family. Round of applause for the great, the wonderful, the spectacular, back in black, 
Rusty Rex. Rusty, have yourself a good night, buddy. Take have care. a good night, guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Take care. Wow, bro. Rusty really cool. freaking I can't believe I botched him. Dude, Kit Reaver Paradox, Colton Alexander, uh, Mitch. I mean, the list really goes on and on with uh, – dude, how could I forget? Justin Gray. Oh, the Rebel. I mean, I could go on forever about all the oh, amazing sure. talents yeah. in Kansas, bro. So I apologize. I didn't mean to leave anybody out or get my uh, my wires crossed here. But listen, we are, we are going to do something a little bit different today. We are going to have a break, but before we go to break, there's somebody who wants to come on with a little bit of a um, an intimate thought oh, sprinkled hey. with a little bit of a lighthearted fun. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, yeah, brace yourself. Brace yourself, Mr. Douglas, because it's time to bring on. Yes, of course, he's mad because we're bringing someone on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bring oh, on he's... one of the fabulous and spectacular co-hosts of the WrestleTalk podcast, also the proprietor of the I-70 Sports Media Empire, the one, the only, the maestro, Jeremy Carb. Hello, hello. How are we doing this evening, gentlemen? Mazel tov, mazel tov. What's up, mazel brother? Tov. Good to see you, brother. Okay. It is good seeing you guys as well. Mr. I mean, Douglas, can you at least pretend to be happy to see Jeremy? Jeremy, I will. I was. I was. My computer Aww. was frozen. Jeremy, man, it's a pleasure to see you again. Uh, so it's glad always great seeing you, Dick. Us. You know, I feel like <laughs> I, I saw Rusty Rex's interview with you guys, and let me tell you, I held um, us together. I held us together, Jeremy. Renee kept going off track. I pulled him back in like the tight lasso that my foundations created. But I did. If it, it is sure, possible buddy. for somebody to reach through the camera and drag someone else in i really thought that's what rusty was gonna do to you renee i really did dude they double teamed me bro it was a two-on-one match what do you want me to do i know i know i almost tapped i almost tapped you almost tapped you held your own though and i'm proud of you okay (laughs) (laughs) all right jeremy hold on you've got a very special message that you wanted to deliver to the members of the wrestle talk family we're gonna let you have the floor that uh this is only gonna take a few minutes and we're gonna go to a quick break and then we'll be back maybe uh two minutes after the half hour break and we're bringing on our second featured guest of the evening pro wrestling midwest pillar the one and only the fabulous the illustrious, the uber-talented oh. Donnie Pepper Cricket. No, not you. Oh. You're already on here. We're not talking about I'm, it. I was being funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course you were. Of course God, forbid gets... <laughs> God forbid Dick gets... God forbid Dick gets lighthearted. What are you talking about, bro? God forbid Dick gets funny and lighthearted for once. You know, I'm being jokeful and, you know... Oh, you got something funny to say? That'd be a first. Go ahead. Floor's yours. Top time's up. My show's <laughs> <all> yours, <laughs> Jimmy. Take it away. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, gotta love these guys. Okay, so it is a new year. It is 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, 2021 didn't want to end without giving us one last kick in the ass. And it did when American icon Betty White passed away at the age of 99. And on January 17th, she would have turned 100 years old. That in of itself is an amazing feat, but... I want to play a little little interesting perspective here. Her career started when Herbert Hoover was president in the 1930s, right through the Great Depression. She didn't go to college. She went straight into show business. And for over 80 years, she was in television and film. And 
she was Sue Ann Nivens on Mary Tyler Moore. She was Rose Nyland on the Golden Girls. She was a lot of people's grandma. Like we, you grew up watching shows and movies that Betty White was on. And interestingly enough, on February 10th, 2014, she actually was guest host on Monday Night Raw because, you know, finally they decided after having some shit hosts, having an amazing host was the next best thing to do. Because, you know, I'd rather see Betty White over the Three Stooges or the Muppets um, or Dennis Miller. Nevertheless, and she comes out there and one of the first things she says with the big show is, I'm going to kick some ass. And the crowd just went wild. Because to hear somebody who was in her 90s just go crazy, unfiltered and all that, was amazing and iconic. And like I said, she passed away of natural causes on December 31st. They're still going to have a big 100th birthday celebration for her. And... You know, it hurts us because people here at the Russell Talk Podcast, for example, as with any job when you're really dedicated to it, you want to be able to do what you love as long as you can. And that's what Betty White did. She was tireless uh, animal lover, advocated for so many animals' rights groups, and so many zoos did so much to help the world. And I'll never forget when she went on SNL in 2010 and she she's 88 years old and she says, you know, now that I heard about Facebook, I must say, it seems like a big waste of time. Well, watching you, Betty, was no waste of time. So we love you. We miss you. I and all of us extend our condolences to your family, friends. Millions of us love you and we always will. So that's what I got. Excellent, strong take, Maestro. And I got to say, man, only you could tie that back to professional wrestling. Well said, man. And, and I'm a big Betty White fan myself. Uh, Mr. Douglas, any thoughts on uh, the Maestro's take there? No, no, not at all. I thought it was very good. Uh, I might need a speechwriter. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to take away from the moment, Renee. See, I feel like you're setting me up to be that little bit of an asshole. You know, and I'm just not. Gonna I could do sense. It. I sense that too. I you was know, like, I, wait I, a minute. I could say, it's kind of pushing it. I my could job is to provide it. a platform for people to be who they really are. Yeah, that's all I do. That's what I'm here. <laughs> I could counterpoint, and I'm not. It was very well spoken, uh, well, and uh, I think that's a great way to take us to break at eight twenty nine forty seven. Indeed. <laughs> Only 30 minutes late to break, guys. It's gonna be quite a short break. <laughs> just enough time, just enough time for your boy to refill his coffee tonight. And then we will be back with, like I said, somebody who nobody can dispute is a Midwest pro wrestling pillar, the one and only, the fabulous, the uber talented Donnie Pepper Cricket will be with us in just a matter of moments. For now, guys, we're gonna go ahead and leave you with his intro theme. We'll see you guys in about two minutes and 20 seconds for episode 376 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. You don't want to miss
starting with our friends over at Painter's Dream Production, responsible for the WrestleTalkPodcast.com, Rathbun Engraving, guaranteed to make every single drink taste 17.5% better, scientifically proven. Don't need to do your research. We kind of already did it for you, so just trust us, okay? All right, thank you. Esports Bar KC, Kincaid, where we're hosting our watch party at the end of January. It's me speaking to you, slash everything combat, hosted by Pat Milicic, UFC Hall of Famer, and Jay Hollywood, our very, very dear friend. Last but not least, Royals Mills Transportation for all your local transportation needs here in the greater Kansas City area. And, of course, the world's greatest fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. All that said, it is time, it is time to proceed to the second featured interview of the evening. Before we get there, Nick, I got one question for you. I know you wanted to talk about this during the high spot segment. Oh, yeah. I just need a thumbs up or a thumbs down from you. Knoxville in the Rumble? Yeah, I saw that. I actually, that's thumbs up or thumbs down. Do you not know how to follow directions? I just, before we go, that's what the call was for earlier. I swear to you. That's exactly okay. what the call was for. I'm going to go yes. Yes, Knoxville. Okay, we're going to ask Donnie Pepperkirk at this question. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, allow me to bring in a guy that I've run into at countless pro wrestling shows, always been super, like, hospitable, friendly, always want to have a conversation, super chill dude. And he looked at me. He's like, bro, what's up with your boy? I said, well, I don't know. What's up? What you mean? He's like, dog, let's make it happen. I said, you know what, man? I'm sorry. I should have had you on years ago. And, and, and he's right, because when we cover the Midwest, we tend to stick in St. Louis and Kansas City, and we just need to do a better job of broadening our horizons. So I think we're going to learn a little bit about pro wrestling in Iowa and beyond. Ooh, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, without any further ado, the one, the only, the uber-talented, always handsome, and always ready to kick your ass, the one and only, Donnie Pepper Cricket. Well, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate that introduction. Thank you. Dude, thank you. For Thank being you. Yes. here tonight, man. How the hell are you doing, Donnie? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, had good holidays. How about you guys? 
I had a great one. I treated the staff to something nice. Uh, Renee just sent me hate mail for the last three days. No, I'm just kidding. It was great, and uh, I'm glad to hear yours was great as well. Yeah, well, you know what, Donna, you've been very, very busy over the holidays, man. If I remember correctly, you and I ran into each other over at Journey Pro Show. So let's start there and work backwards, bro. You're all over a place. You're all over the place these days, and and. and Hopefully this doesn't sound disrespectful, but you're at a place in your life where a lot of people are taking a step back, you know, from the pro wrestling activity that maybe they'd had going on for previous years. But you, you're going, bro. You know what I'm saying? Long and hard. <laughs> I'm going to ride until the wheels fall off, man. That's yeah, all I can man, do. Well, well, tell me about that, man. What the hell? You, you've been in the business for quite a few years. We'll get to that as well. But what the hell keeps you motivated, bro? Guys are having a hard time getting booked. Licenses are expensive. Shows are, you know, they're not at full capacity because of uh, restrictions and mass and all this stuff. But none of that seems to matter to you. Donnie Pepper Cricket continues to show up all throughout the Midwest and kicking ass and taking names, man. What keeps you going, bro? I got to know. Honestly, it's just the love of entertaining people. Like, that's my big thing is – I got my first taste of it many, many years ago, and I've been hooked ever since. And I just keep wanting to improve, and I want to improve and want to show audiences what I'm capable of, and I want to help the younger generation understand what they're capable of. Dude, so for you, it's the the jolt of getting over and, and putting over, but also – it sounds to me like you got like this OG vibe to you where you kind of want to pass down the knowledge that you have. Cause we had Rusty Rex on the show a little bit earlier. I know you're familiar with Rusty and all the oh, yeah. wonderful he works uh, work that he does over at the KWA. What what is it about you in particular that makes you comfortable kind of handing that knowledge down to the next generation? Because there are a lot of great up-and-coming wrestlers in our area. I mean, there's no question about it. Oh, most definitely. Um, one of the biggest things is I've always been told leave it better than you found it. You know, it's wrestling from the time I've started to now has gone through multiple changes. There's been numerous waves of different styles of wrestling, different, you know, concepts, different ways of different thought process of how to tell a story. And what's old is new. You know, we've gone, we've kind of come full circle honestly. So there's a lot more storytelling in wrestling today than there was two years ago, a year ago, you know, five years ago, we're, we're starting to get more back to storytelling than we are just the cool moves. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I'm actually trying to pull something up. I want to read it verbatim and get your thoughts because I have a sneaky suspicion that you're going to agree with the statement that was made. I'm going to look for it here. Uh, it may take me a moment or three because, you know, the Internet or whatever. But in the time that it takes me to look for that, let me ask you about the shirt that you're wearing, because you're wearing a shirt from a gentleman that has been on the show. The illustrious Chris Manning. Oh, One of the absolutely. Greatest photographers that I've ever met in the professional wrestling business. And I've interviewed some aces, buddy. Talk to us a little bit about the shirt and a little bit about your boy, Chris Manning, because anytime I see his work, I'm like, damn, this dude has got a knack and a half for taking pictures of all sorts of things, but particularly professional wrestling. Go ahead, Donnie. Uh, Chris Manning, obviously, is behind Pro Wrestling is Art. Um, he is a very talented individual. Um, actually, he spent some time in pro wrestling in his younger days, um, and he even had a match with a couple of gentlemen in Des Moines not that long ago 
Uh, ironically, one of them was against, it was me and him against his son and a gentleman by the name of Jefe Barbosa. Jefe! I've heard of it, Jefe. <laughs> um, but it was like he still had he still had his little bit of knowledge from when he was still doing it actively. But uh, Chris Manning, he's just a very talented guy. He loves pro wrestling. Um, I, if he can make it, if like photography is his passion and if he can make a living off of it, he certainly would. And he should be making a living off of it because he is fantastic, whether it be pro wrestling, family photo shoots, uh, weddings, port- whatever, yeah. weddings personal like portfolios headshots for you know linkedin and different business profiles that is the guy to go to no question about it i can't wait to have chris back on the show sometime in 2022 and uh believe it or not mr douglas did you you, can't wait a minute no i was i was told that you went and looked for the image so i just wanted to say thank you because we have it so thank you thank you for doing that all right he kicked me out did you see that donnie i don't have any control bro i'm just a host just like you don't be disrespectful I mean, to be fair, he's a big guy. I'm a big guy. I get it. You know, big fingers accidentally hit the wrong button. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. So Uh, that's a chance it was me. Okay, fine. That's fine. Another guest that wants to team up with Dick Douglas. No, 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 no. Hey. Rasa, baby. Rasa. I got two, but I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Big fingers. I get it. These Italian guys are trying to break us up, brother. Come on, Edmano. We got to keep it together here. Jesus. All right. Well, we have the image. We have the image. So, so okay. I want to show it to you, and I want to get your thoughts because it bounces off my previous question, and we'll throw it over to Mr. Douglas. So allow me to share here, and it is a quote from somebody that you know we're all going to be familiar with, the legendary tag teamer Bully Ray. And here's the quote for those who can't see the screen. It says, if they pop louder for your move than your music, you're not over. Sell more in the ring, and you'll have less uh, sell less at your gimmick table. Shine Heat Comeback uh, has finished for has worked for every generation. Learn how to tell a story. Keep it simple, stupid. Good luck in 2022. Donnie, I know that this is probably preaching to the choir, but I want to know exactly what it is that you take from a quote like this. Basically, unless the story calls for it, don't do crazy moves don't do like moves that you could potentially get injured on i'm not telling people to go out there and not do flashy stuff by the by any means but in my opinion you build to those things you know you make those moments matter more you know um i mean you were at the journey pro show was very fortunate once once, i mean not just not to sound conceited because i very rarely put myself over i more or less put everybody else over that's our job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, my music hit and what happened yep. everybody got hot baby yep Absolutely. and you know and I am thankful for everybody who does that for me because that just means that I'm connecting with them in some sort of way whether it be haha that guy's funny hey I can relate to that guy hey he was super nice to me at the merch table whatever have you Dude, I'll tell you what, and you know what I loved? I was standing over at the bar with my man, Money Mayor. We were actually just there enjoying the show. Shout out to Hard Soul. Uh, shout out to the whole team, man. You know, the, right. and the boys, they're, they're wonderful people, man. They always treat us super, super well. And I remember I was standing next to a group, and they were like, that guy's a wrestler because of your appearance. But then by the end of the match, they were like, yo, that could you believe what this guy was doing? So 
I think looks can be deceiving. As you know, you said earlier, you alluded to, we're both bigger guys. But, bro, some of the shit that you can do, I think, is un- unbelievable to the people that go, especially that they haven't seen you before. So I think there's definitely, like, there's a storytelling aspect of it. But some of the stuff that you guys can do physically, especially somebody who's been around as, as long as you have, it, like, it, it, these people were in awe, bro. Like, they couldn't believe that you were moving the way that you were moving. And honestly, I don't know if you put WD-40 on your knees or... I don't know what the hell you did, bro, but you were killing that shit, bro. You and Jason Strike were out there killing it, bro. I, I was I was shocked myself, and I've seen you work many times before. Um, that is one of the biggest compliments I think I've ever really taken to heart was from actually two very uh reputable gentlemen. One of them being Abyss and the other one being Scott Demore. They both told me that for a big guy my size, I could bump and I can move, and that's hard to find in this business. Crazy. And I'm like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that is a compliment, and it's absolutely well-deserved. On that note, I don't want to be selfish because, you know, you and I can probably keep going back and forth for an hour, but I do have a co-host here who loves to give me a hard time. But he usually has some pretty good questions. So, Mr. Douglas, what do you have for Donnie Pepper? So- you know, Renee, I, I thank you for that accurate uh, introduction to myself. But I have two questions, and they're both a fan, uh, not fan, but one of them is a fan question. I thought it was a pretty good one, and I want to defer that one to the fan. But this one comes from Herb Simmons. It just came through the comment line. And um, it, it, I, I would rather talk about uh, about the match coming up with Attila Kun. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I, I think that that's a pretty straightforward uh, question on it. You know, what are you feeling? How are you feeling going into the match? And uh, how's it looking for you? Um. Attila Khan seems like a very uh, intimidating individual for sure. Uh, I'm, I've only seen a little bit of his work, uh, but I know that he's recently wrestled or he, he's either recently wrestled or he's going to be wrestling uh, current NWA World Heavyweight Champion Trevor Murdoch. Right. So for the record, he was this close to capturing the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Trevor Murdoch a couple of weeks ago. So it did happen, but I'm talking about a frog's hair, Donnie a frog's hair from becoming the NWA champion. So with that being said, that means I obviously have quite the challenge in front of me come March 5th in Oskaloosa, Iowa. So um, with that being said, my best bet is going to basically stick to my strengths and see what, uh, see what happens, see what unfurls if he wants to. uh, But unfortunately for him, I also have to, Tell him the same thing I tell a lot of other guys. And Renee knows this because he's seen my alter ego. Don't let the bright colors fool you. Because if you need to throw down, I can throw down. Yeah, watch out for Donnie, bro. He'll come out in the dinkies and the one button up, bro. You you better be careful. (laughs) Donnie turns into a whole nother vato loco. I'm just going to say that. That's incredible. Uh, and and going to my next question, I, I these kind of burn me sometimes when I ask, uh, you know, questions from the comment section, but this was kind of interesting. Uh, do you have any, um, what are your thoughts on Texas death trips and the game odds and evens? That was something that came in through the comment oh, line. It seemed- you got to filter these questions, bro. No, I, <laughs> I think I know who that one might be from. Shout out to a boy, Robbie. That's all I got to say. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep, that's him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, trying to think of the, the time frame. But anyways, there was, a, there was a time in my career where I was heading to Amarillo, Texas, at least two times a month. Oh, wow. And um, a, lot of, a lot of the guys that have traveled with me uh, like to 
tease me and tell me that I have a case of narcolepsy. But none of them died while I'm driving. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but one of, the ways, <laughs> one of the ways <laughs> that, uh, that, that Robbie boy liked to try to keep me awake would be grabbing the hairs on the back of my neck and yanking them. Oh. And then ask odd or even. If I got it right, he stopped. If I got it wrong, he pulled again. <laughs> and obviously, I can't pull over <laughs> on the highway or the interstate at three in the morning because someone wants to pluck the hairs <laughs> out of the back of my neck. You want to beat the shit out of them? Oh, my oh no, God. no, no, no. The time I wanted to beat the shit out of them, <laughs> I, so I went through a rough breakup a while back. And uh, went on a bit of a drinking spree. Been there, brother. Needless to say, I can't drink Jim Beam anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not knowing this, after one of my long road trips to Texas, he decides to make a funnel and funnel me Jim Beam while I'm sleeping. I woke up pissed. <laughs> Oh, but, all right, what hole was he putting it in? Let me just the mouth. Right the mouth. Okay, okay, just making sure. Hey, you know wrestlers are weird, bro. Yeah, Cochino. Cochino, Susio, hey, Susio gang, all day. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, yeah, that's a great story. I didn't think we were gonna get a second story. That's good shit. So that's the uh, Texas death trip slash odds and evens story. That's great. That is freaking awesome. Renee, you're welcome. See, I took yeah, a that chance. Was, no, that was... good. Hey, listen. Hey, you, keep walking <laughs> off, you keep walking off during the interview, but hey, at least you got good questions. Walking off. I was plugging. What well, sucked is my computer thing gimmick came in and said my thing was dying. So I had Don't to plug it in. Don't you for that? Come on. They well, got yeah, pills for that. Yeah, 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 exactly. If it won't get up, they got pills for that. That's true. That's Your thing dying. Maybe you know, funnel you a few of those as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Okay, that was got him. <laughs> All, right. All, right, All right, we do have another. Hey, we pop Donnie at Mission Accomplished. That's all that matters. I like that. All right, so listen, I got another person I'd like to bring on. And Richard, I don't even want to hear your mouth on this. Okay, we have somebody that is a huge fan of yours and has been for a very long time. He's going to join us on the show here for just a moment, and he happens to be our newest host. Oh, okay. uh, Sunny Money Mayo. He's going to be on starting the very uh, last Tuesday of every single month alongside like uh, Skywalker uh, Luke Roberts. But I know he had a couple of questions, maybe just one good one. Let's go ahead and bring him on and see what he's got to bring to the table. Sunny Money, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for being here. What's up, brother? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Night out, Rich Douglas. You guys have done a spectacular job with the first show of Wrestle Talk podcast in 2022. That Thank you. Rusty Thank Rex you. interview was great. You guys got great chemistry. I cannot wait for the next 52 weeks between you guys. First and third Tuesdays of each month, you guys are holding it down, and I, I hope it just keep on continuing, continuing, continuing. Mister Pepper Cricket, how are you tonight, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing spectacular, man. Thank you so much for letting. Tonight, Alan, Richard, for letting me jump on here. Donnie, let me shoot you a question here real quick, man. Um, so one thing I've been noticing, especially here in the Midwest with wrestling shows, is there's been a little bit of a difference on how shows are going. I'm noticing shows like Journey Pro, more of a party crowd, 21 and over crowd. And then you got some other shows kind of like DWF here in Kansas City. That's more for the family atmosphere. I want to know, as for you as a performer, what shows you pref pref prefer performing at? 
And what shows are easier for you or harder for you or whatnot? What shows do you prefer? Do you prefer that party crowd or do you prefer, you know, the family, the kids and so on and so forth? Hell of a question. Good question. There's multiple ways to answer this one. One of them being the family crowd are usually somewhat easier because you can convince the kids to convince mom and dad to buy the merch. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Keeping it real. <laughs> but to be fair, I I love either way because um, Magnum Pro, a company that is very near and dear to me, um, had a twenty-one and over show, twenty-one and older show in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I got an entire bar full of people um, to chant with me, and oh, all wow. because I said so. I'm normally a family friendly guy, you know, so I don't get to do adult things too often. Right. And I was talking to my opponent and I said, and I know what you're a doo-doo head. <laughs> they started chanting doo-doo head. <laughs> Bunch yep. Of drunk asses. <laughs> yep. Hell yes. And I've had the opportunity to go up to Magnum pro up there in Omaha, man. And Renee can speak for this. Cause he knows my wife. My wife is not that big of a wrestling fan. She knows how deep my fandom is 10 years together. But she's not that big of a wrestling fan, but we got to go up to Omaha and check out Magnum Pro. And that was a little bit of more of a week to have a beer and sit in the crowd. And and Donnie, I'll tell you, that crowd went nuts for you up there, bro. I mean, they went freaking <laughs> crazy. So with that, combining with my wife, and she was happy that she could just have her Michelob Ultra in the crowd while watching you kick ass, bro. I love them adult-oriented shows. But Night Out can speak on this, too. It's always good to bring our teenage sons to a show yes. and let that next generation see kick-ass wrestlers like Donnie Pepper Cricket perform in the ring. So, hey, man, thank you guys so much for taking my questions. Donnie, I cannot wait to see you kick some fucking ass in the ring in 2022, baby. You keep holding it down, all right? I will do my best. Thank you very much. You keep supporting. I'll keep showing up. Absolutely, baby. Absolutely. Thank you, Night Out. I appreciate it, brother. Anytime, anytime, Sonny. Thank you so much for being here. By the way, guys, Sonny is one of our newest hosts. Again, the last Tuesday of every month, he'll be hosting alongside Luke Skywalker Roberts. Now, Dick, I did get the email from your people complaining that you wanted to be the only handsome Italian guy on the show. Sonny, the Sonny thing Sicilian. was already I'm not Italian. apologize to you. You're not? No? I'm Sicilian. That's two different things. Oh, oh my bad. I'm so sorry. Okay. It's okay. See, see what happens, Donnie. I get, I get brought on to co-hosts. Uh, my people didn't tell me until the last minute, oh. and uh, of course, I get you know just, just completely discriminated against at eight fifty-three and some change here on a Tuesday night. But that's okay, you know. Hey, man, just be happy you have people. My <laughs> people can, my people consist of a ten-year-old who has to show me how to do half this stuff. <laughs> hey, next time, tell your kid landscape mode. Write that one down. <laughs> I, trust me, I tried I it. Tried, I'm like, I the? tried. Yeah, same shit. Same That's shit. Great, we'll say that that is really good. good. All right, so I'm going to transition to something a little bit more serious. Okay. Um, and I know you can handle this, so that's why we're going to jump to it. We're going to jump for all the fun-loving stuff to something called Black Wrestlers Matter. And I know you have a, an incredible relationship with John West, um, and you've kind of played a part, not, maybe not the biggest part, you know, people running shit or whatever. But I know it meant something to you when the first one happened. Oh, okay? absolutely. 
Bro, talk to us about the importance of having shows like Black Wrestlers Matter. Because, you know, we got a lot of people on the show. And, and at one point, I had somebody reach out to me like, oh, okay, cool. So this show is like alienating, you know, people who aren't black or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, bro. I'm like, you, you don't have to like be black to buy a ticket. This is a show to elevate our African-American wrestlers who don't always get the opportunity. And the same could be said for brown professional wrestlers. I don't want to take the words out of your mouth, man, but what does it mean to see a friend of yours like John West and now Mike out in St. Louis? We know that's coming up as well. Putting something like Black Wrestlers Matter together, how does it make you feel and why do you think it's so important? Well, to, st to start, like, uh, kudos to Outlaw for doing the show in St. Louis. But if it wasn't for John initially, there wouldn't be this one in St. Louis. Correct. So, John, I've known for a long time. And when everything was going on in the world, when everything was turning to chaos, um, John wanted a way to elevate and show why, why not only Black Lives Matter, but that they can be thriving in, in a, a different area, you know, of life, which is pro wrestling. And so that first show, I got asked just to come, you know, like I was going to show up anyways and give my support, buy a ticket if I had to, do whatever. I would have sold hot dogs if they needed me to. But um, I just wanted to show my support because I think that that meant so much, not only to that community locally in Des Moines, especially being so close to Minneapolis when all that stuff went down, yeah. but showing the fact that you know, there can be this gathering of people, of like-minded people, all showing their support for a singular cause. And white, black, brown, red, green, polka dot, whatever. All those different kinds of people showed up to show support for the first Black Wrestlers Matter. And then uh, John was considerate enough to allow me to be a, take part in the second show in the battle royal um and i was very very grateful for that and honestly that that meant a lot because it's it was showing that it wasn't that exclusivity you know and i mean russell rogue was there he's very fair-skinned but he is african-american you know um they they were there they showed out in full force you know not only that um but just Everyone was there for, they weren't there for the payday. They weren't there for the merch sales. They helped, but they weren't there for that, that, those nights. They were there to do something special. And the first two shows were extremely special for multiple people, for multiple different reasons. And I'm sure that this next one in St. Louis is going to be just as special, if not more, Crazy, for those. Yeah, they got the Rumble this year. They got Black Wrestlers Matter this year. I mean, the list goes on and on, bro. I, I'm a little jealous that I'm not in St. Louis. But, hey, it's not that far of a drive. So That's you never true. Know where the Wrestle Talk podcast might be popping up next. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, I know you're going to be a busy guy in 2022. What is on the horizon for Donnie Pepper? We talked a lot about the past and everything that's gone on uh, leading up to this point. But what do you have your eyes set? Uh, towards in 2022, bro, because it's going to be a big year for wrestling. Well, um, 
I just want to make as I want to make as many towns as I can make and have as much fun as I can. Um, are you guys familiar? I I'm a bit of a movie buff, so a lot of movies come to mind, and whether it be in life situations or wrestling, um, dazed and confused. Of course. Yep. Story of Renee's life. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Dog. I want to have as much fun as I can while I'm stuck in this place. Go as hard as I can while I'm stuck in this place. I can't bang as many chicks as I want as I'm stuck in this place because I'm married, but still, <laughs> most of the list ain't bad. Most of it. <laughs> Dude, um, I, I will say this, and, and Richard, I, I want you to jump in here as well. You inspire me, Donnie, and that's no bullshit, and I swear this is just coffee. Like, you know, there's the DDP story. Hey, he got started a little bit late. And we talked a little bit about Johnny Faith earlier who got a little bit of a late start or whatever. But that, that to me isn't what, what really stands out. It's like, it's not about when you started. It's about how long you can keep going. And your durability is what is so impressive. And I'm not just talking about physical durability. Like, wrestling takes a toll, bro. Like, you know, I saw a meme or something the other day where somebody was like, wow, uh, it must be so glamorous being a professional wrestling. You get, you get to see the whole country. And then, like, the response below was, like, somebody, yeah, exactly, 3 a.m. eating, like, a Wawa sandwich, like a stale-ass. <laughs> they haven't even put the breakfast shit out yet. It's still the still the shit from the day before. It's the old burger from the night before. Exactly, exactly. So, like I said, for me, that, that alone is an inspiration, bro, because them miles, baby, even, like, when I was coming back from Hutch, Drove back the same night. It was like three and a half hours, bro. I was dying. I was like, I need to go to bed. Coffee wasn't doing shit. Five hour energies were useless. So that that's a big deal, man. But but anywho, I don't want to keep rambling here, uh, Mr. Douglas. I know you yourself uh, can give a man his due, and Donnie Pepper Cricket definitely has that coming. Any thoughts or questions from you for our uh, second featured guest here? You know, uh, j- just one. Uh, you know, you've done with everything you've done, you know, up and down the roads and, you know, we could probably just have a whole show with you. I mean, both guests today, Renee, we could just have an individual show with both of you guys. Uh, What would you, uh, you know, when I had the opportunity to train with, you know, Dustin at RWA and the, you know, the people at Dynamo for the time I did, and I'm going back, you know, soon I'm going to start that back up, but uh, what would you recommend and what would you, what would your advice be for someone getting in? If there's for day one, they haven't even taken their first bump. I always like to ask people that question and, and you having the mindset that you have, I feel like you might be able to give someone some information that could really use it. What, what would you uh, recommend to them or what would you advise them? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. You're going to miss out on family gatherings. You're going to miss out on important events. You're going to miss out on special occasions. You're going to miss out on uh, celebrations. You're going to miss out on deaths. You're going to miss out on a lot of things. Um, When you talk about durability, relationships, one, wrestling, three, if that gives you any kind of idea. Um, But if you're going to do it, be smart about it. Make sure you have at least a fallback plan, you know, whether it be a trade school, whether it be a college degree, you know, Make sure you have your, obviously, none of, no pro wrestler has their life together. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Um, 
However, make sure you have a semblance of your life together. A little bit. You know, make sure your bills are paid because we all know those first couple of years starting out, those bills aren't going to be paid off of wrestling. True facts. That's for that's for damn sure. So my it's my tale can also be a cautionary tale because you know I I sacrificed a lot, but I also made sure uh that and I think part of the reason why I haven't gone out further than I already have is because of my adult responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as a as a father, I have three children. Their their well being comes before mine. Of course, yep. I mean, it's just it's plain and simple. I'm I'm lucky enough to get to still do what I do, and I enjoy every minute of it. And my ki- and my kids enjoy watching me too as well. Absolutely, that's even better. That has to be great. Whenever you oh, get one, your kids watch you, one of the first. Uh, she wasn't quite two yet. My uh, she's two now, but wasn't quite two yet. My daughter saw me wrestle for the first time, and all these people are cheering and everything, and they're making noise and they're being loud and rowdy. All I hear over from the merch table, Daddy, Daddy, Dad, Dad. <laughs> I'm just trying not to smile. Oh my god, that's awesome! That is so awesome. You know, thank you for that. That that has to be really cool, Renee. Uh, you know, as a as a dad, you know, you your son was at the uh, Royal Wrestling Alliance show, wasn't he? That we were at. Yeah, it'd be pretty was. cool to see see you in yeah. the driver's seat on that too. Yeah, man. And you know what? I, I've, I've said this and I'm going to say it again. Like I've had a lot of cool experiences in wrestling. I've gotten to run shows. I've uh, uh, ring announced commentary. Um, I, I even got offered to do some ballet stuff to this day. My favorite is still being in the crowd. You know why? Because I get to sit next to my kid and like enjoy it with them and then talk them through like, Hey, watch this, watch this, watch this. And just kind of provide them that education. Like my pro wrestling Godfather, Sonny, who was on earlier, he was like, all right, bro, when you're in the crowd, there's these certain, because I'd watched wrestling a lot on TV, but it's a completely different experience when you're at the shows. Donnie could probably speak to this better than anybody. Like Mm -hmm. these indie shows, they give you a completely different experience than you would get if you go to, to a bigger show and the crowd has to kind of be in sync with what's going on in the action. And you have to be educated as a fan. You, you want to clap at the right time. You want to boo at the right time. You want to cheer for the right guy. You want to boo for the right guy, you know, the right guy. And so getting and giving that education is my funnest, is the funnest thing for me to do in pro wrestling, especially when I get to do it with my kids. There's no question about it. However, however, it is not, I mean, while it's a good thing for you to be able to help and bond and relate with your, with your son, as yeah. far as like what's going on, if you ca- if you can't tell who to cheer and boo for by us, we're not doing our job. Doing Absolutely, job. that's a hundred percent right there. So, if ten seconds out of the curtain, you don't know to either cheer me or boo me. I mean, I've had people change and boo me halfway through, and I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, whatever. Well, you know, whatever. Based cool. on what you're doing, so yeah. that should change. Yeah, right. exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's a good thing to add on to that. Because upon arrival, sometimes it can be really hard. Like you got a bad guy who's got great music, so it's like yeah, and then you're like on the high five. Nope. Like Mr. Douglas here, who won't admit it, um, was having a match of his own, and 
some fan shook his hand and da da da, and then he kind of wiped his hand. We got video. that's so false. We got video of you wiping your hand from a fan, bro. We got it. Don't lie. COVID is running rampant. Donnie is a very edgy. He is very smart and knowledgeable. Donnie, isn't there a COVID epidemic going around or pandemic? Correct. Unfortunately, yeah, it's still going around. Wipe our hands after shaking hands. I made a mistake by shaking the hand. I should have fist bumped. It was you know. the look on your face after the fact that really says it all. The the look of I got to find out who's filming this stuff anyway. Anyway. We have a whole team looking into this. I'm I'm sure you. I mean, to be fair, a buddy of mine got a got some backlash for making his entrance out in Florida. He came out, bottle of water. Oh oh oh! I probably shouldn't have done that. Oh (laughs) yeah. Oh no. Some apparent enough people said something to the point to where he felt that in in as as a babyface, as what you should do is apologize, and he did. Right. But he took to social media because we all know how big social media plays a part in pro wrestling today. Bro. I, I have um, a question too big. It, too big. not to cut you off, but I no, feel no, like no, by all means. Good, yeah, this is a good thing to kind of ask you. You you know, she started obviously social media really wasn't probably very relevant whenever the career's just getting going in the mid two thousand you know, mid two thousands all the way up to two thousand ten. Hey, hey, my space was huge. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, MySpace. No, that's fair. But my, by the my way, question, if there was still MySpace, Dick Douglas would definitely not be in my top six. I'm just gonna say it now. Tom would still be in mine, and he wouldn't ban me for half the stuff I post. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts. True facts. Well, well, what what would you? So, with social media playing a big part, and you have to use it to promote your brand. I mean, without social media, it's it's nearly impossible. I don't think you, anyone could really really make it at this day and age. But a lot of times people get conflicted with what, what to post and what not to post. You know, what, you know, they're feeling personally than what their character is feeling in that situation. You know, maybe it's a real world scenario. Maybe it's backstage politics. What's your advice to somebody who um, is just starting off or even in the business just for anyone with social media? What's your what's your insight to that? Would, is it a promotional tool or is it a tool for people to have their voices to be heard? It is definitely a promotional tool, but it is also a soapbox for people to stand upon. But they also, the people that are willing to stand upon said soapbox better be willing to die by that that same soapbox. Because if I sit here and go, oh, red is a horrible color, fight me. You know, well, this promotion is red and black. Well, I guess I'm not working for you guys because you're red and black, right? Right. You know, it's... It's one of those things. It's like, if you're willing to own what you say, then by all means, you have that freedom of speech and you can say what you want. But in today's day and age, everybody's going to put what you put out there under a microscope and they're going to scrutinize you to the fullest extent. So you can try and be personal and have that personal Facebook account with your professional fan page or, you know, your wrestler account whatever have you, but one of the, they're going to, they're going to end up correlating at some point. Aren't you the same guy who said this about this? Right. You know, one and one and one is going to equal potato eventually. Right. And, and on top of that, kind of a follow-up question, Sonny brought it up, who was just on asking a question. Uh, do you, should, do you think wrestlers should keep in kayfabe on the social media or should this be, uh, is it their prerogative? Like you said, if you're going to make your statements, make your statements and, 
and use. I feel like if you're going to make your statements, make your statements because, um, again, Renee can attest to this because he saw me and Blade go toe to toe. Oh yeah. Um, I wasn't that nice guy that I am right now, you know, so to speak. I was mean. I was dirty, and you know, I was willing to. I was the guy who was going to scratch your eyes out with my bare hands. Um, I think you might have. I, don't think I mean, I tried. That mask got in the way. <laughs> that mask yeah. got in the way. But that was Brandon Juarez, and he's not your friend. But I'm Donnie Pepper Cricket, and I am your friend. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Right. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Juarez takes it back to the barrio. We just leave it at that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yep, Renee, uh, I, I don't know. I think that we could have had two shows in one today. I mean, honestly, we could have done a Tuesday show and a Thursday show because conversations like this, I mean – we can have someone come on. We, you and I, Renee, we can ask the the stereotypical questions of professional wrestling. Nah, What's your favorite match? Do What's your bro. favorite move to hit? And all those. Where's I hate those questions. In the business, Renee and I don't agree on a lot, but that's that's what we do agree on. And uh-huh. to get actual insight and to get things that could benefit, like you said, to kind of carry the torch to that next generation. You know, that's what I think is we could actually achieve out of this show, right, Renee? Absolutely. There's no question about it. And uh, before we go, we got two bits of business to handle. Because I do want the fans to have the same kind of insight that we have. So we're going to play just a a brief word association with you. Okay, Donnie? I'm going to say something, and you immediately react to what I have to say. Deal? This might be trouble, but okay. All right. Number one, yellow dog. Charismatic. Yes. Uh, Pro wrestling in Iowa. Oversaturated. All right. And the last one is Donnie Pepper Cricket. Party guy. Woo! Let's go, baby. There we go. You got a a permanent permission slip signed by the wife, like your boy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When you take care of business in the right time, you can do what you got to do when you want. (laughs) Anyway, enough of that. (laughs) All right. So the pleasantries are about to be over because I know both of you well enough to know that you are incredibly competitive. And I have decided to pit you against each other in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Now, if one of you gentlemen choose to tap out before the match even begins, this is the place to do that. But I don't recommend it because the Wrestle Talk family is ruthless for anybody that decides not to follow through on the Game Show Challenge. I don't think either of you guys is intimidated by a little trivia, are you? No, it's just the fact that you decided to pit me against somebody to make me out to be the bad guy again. Because you're against the movement. And, and we talked about this earlier. I'm not going to say anything because, you know, I, that's not neither here or there. I, I've appreciated Donnie. And I just hope that you don't try to manipulate the uh, situation that unfolds, Renee. Hey, listen, man. I am, again, just a man providing a platform for people like you, Dick, to show who you really are to the rest of the world. That's my only responsibility. Hey, I did that well enough this summer. I reached 400,000 people. Did you? Did you? My question is, did they reach back? They didn't. They did not know. I cost that sure. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for episode 376's prestigious moment where we get into the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Folks in the back, you know what to do. Go ahead and hit that music. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in this week's installment 
of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We are scheduled for a fall. Oh, okay. No, wait a minute. What's wrong with this? Hold on. Hold on. What? What? You're interrupting the introduction. It's breaking news. It, what, it's breaking, breaking news. news. What? What? New NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Sorry. Came across our feed. I wanted to make sure our fans know that we're paying attention to our news update. Sorry. Dude, we're talking to Donnie Effer Pepper Cricket. Nobody <laughs> cares. Okay, you go do some Steiner math and then come back and see me. Damn you, Dick Douglas. Let me start this over. I think this might be a saving grace. Welcome to tonight's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for a best two out of three falls. Tonight's contestants are the Wrestle Talk Podcast resident political philanthropist. Who wrote this shit? <laughs> Dick Douglas, Richard Douglas, and Midwest Pro Wrestling Pillar. Donnie Pepper Cricket. In a few moments, I will ask you gentlemen three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, simply shout it out. You can interrupt me. You can cut me off. You've been doing it all night, guys, so it's fine. Okay? Now, tonight's contest, tonight's game show challenge category is called the gift of gab. I will give key phrases that three famous professional wrestling personalities are known for. When you think you know who I'm talking about, simply shout out your answer. First person to win two falls out of three will win tonight's contest. Do you gentlemen understand the rules? Yes. Yes. Okay, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, gentlemen, question number one. Do we get a test question? Uh, you do not get a test question. Okay. that's. Fair. I'm going to start giving you a phrase. As soon as you know who this phrase pertains to, just shout out the name of that professional wrestler. Deal? Deal. All right. And I do have quite a few alternate questions against you guys, Ty. Again, two out of three falls. Ring the bell. Question number one. Again, I'm going with the quotes. You let me know who you think it is. Quote number one. Who in the blue hell are you? Blue uh, me? Is that blue me? Quote, no, that is not you. I don't know. Quote, quote number two. It doesn't matter what the your Rock. name is. Who said the that? The Rock. The Rock is correct. One point for the illustrious Donnie Pepper Cricket. Well done. Phrase number two. I am the best in the world at what I do. CM Punk. That is incorrect. Good guess, though. Oh. Quote number two. You're going to get it. Quote number three. You just made the list. Jericho. Jericho. Uh, let's go to the audience here. Who do you guys think won? Let's hear it from the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. Who had it first? Come on. I come swear on, to God, Sonny. I swear to God, Very Sonny. close. Who had it? I think it was Donnie, honestly. I'm going to be honest. I think it was Donnie. I think Donnie had it by just a second. Donnie said it first. Confirmation from our friends on social media. Now, here's where things get a little tricky. You know how pro wrestling goes, Donnie. The last question is actually worth two points. So Dick Douglas here actually has an opportunity to tie this sucker up. Let's go ahead and go with the third set of quotes. First quote. Quicker than a hiccup. Gorilla Monsoon? That is a good guess. Very close, but no. Quote number two. Business 
is about to pick up. Jim Ross? Jim Ross is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner in a clean sweep <laughs> for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I got up challenge. Donnie Pepper Cricket. Donnie, here's your music. You're as surprised as I am. I mean, because CTE is a real thing, man. I'm just telling you. I'm surprised. I just, to me, I felt like my microphone, I had a delay. Like you were already saying Jericho, and I I was just now hearing the question in my feed. I don't know if Uh, they set that up. I think think your your people need to get a hold of your Wi-Fi company. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Dial-up, bro. Seriously. Every time you come on, I hear that. Dial-up, this ain't freaking Skywalker's house. (laughs) Or the maestro without an Ethernet cable. (laughs) Stick at these people. Well, listen, before we let you go, Donnie, there's two bits of business we got to handle, okay? Number one, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk podcast familia, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Number two, drop the social and tell people where they can get their ass some tickets to see you in action next. Go. Well, on Twitter, I am at capital D underscore Pepper Cricket. I know I had to pick one of the longest handle names out there. Um, Otherwise, on Instagram and Facebook, at PopIcon82. And my next upcoming event is on the 19th of this month, January, in Benson, Nebraska, at The Waiting Room. Uh, for PWP Live, I will be competing as my alter ego, not your friend, Brandon Juarez, as part of the stable, The Messengers. Ooh. Now, hey. next time you come on, maybe we can talk to Brandon Suarez and things can get a little bit testier. The uh, they're going to get testier already when you pronounce my last name wrong. I said Juarez. Juarez, not That's Suarez. I said. I said not Suarez, Juarez. I have a lisp. I have a lisp. Oh, oh shit. So I'll so fix it. Come on. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. It's quiet. It's quiet. Let me say this. I have an idea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have an idea. Why don't we do this? Whenever we get uh, Donnie back on the next time, we do a full hour. We do a half hour. We do a half a show with Donnie, a half hour with Brandon. It's going to be remote, though, right? Because I, I don't I don't know if I want to be in the same room with Ben. No, I think you Quiet. should go sit with Brandon. I think that you guys have some talking. I just, I, I'm not really liking that idea. Hey, hey calmate. Descansa, mano. Relájate. Tranquilo, tranquilo. All right, take it easy. Take it easy over here. Okay, okay. That's what I needed to hear. That's the only thing I understand out of all that shit. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> well, Donnie, thank you so much, bro. It took way too long to get you on. I take full responsibility. Promise us you won't be a stranger, bro. I promise. As long as you'll have me, I will be here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's do it. And let's get um, your way out, baby, because I see you got the move. Oh. One more thing before you take off. Uh, did you ever talk to that buddy of ours? I don't think I did. You have to be, you know, we, I mean, no. That, 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 X, that XWE buddy? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. And, uh, yeah, he owes me a favor, if you know what I'm talking about. So, 2022, we're going to see a lot more of each other, as long as it's Donnie and, may- and not Brandon, because, like, you know, like I said. We'll see what happens. Let's we'll see. All right, let's dance our way out, baby. I see you moves early. Let's go.
how'd we do? That was great. No, I, 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 in all serious. guy, bro. Donnie's such a oh. classy dude, man. And he yeah, gave us some real insight about his family, talking about his children. Like, that's the kind of shit we do here, man. We, we take it to the heart, man. I, I like yeah, well, it it's like, a, we, like I said earlier, Renee, uh, you know, I don't like the – I listen, when I, I had a lot of time on my hands for, you know, three months and coming back whenever we were kind of switching things up and doing different things and just see other podcasts and the, the you know – uh, now infamous Hannibal, you know, type of podcast where it was just kind of, I could Wikipedia those questions, you know, that's not something that, not why would right. I bring, why would we, why would we bring somebody on the show for something someone can just search on their phone? And that's what this show did tonight. I really think better than, uh, we do normally do a great job of it, but I think tonight really exemplified that, uh, to really get some insights to help young talent or, you know, perspective, uh, you know, wrestlers in this business or even current, you know, talent and current just fans. I think gave us great insight of everything. And I think that we did a good job of that. And I'm not going to give you credit, but I, maybe it's because I sat back a little bit more on this one. I'm not for sure, but it really worked out well for sure. Bro, I think you're going to like me by the end of 2022, but we got a lot of things to work out between you and me because you're downright disrespectful. You spread lies. You and Rusty Rex accusing me of eating on the job when I didn't have anything to eat all freaking day. And then the onions and the whole deal, bro. It's just, it's just, it's just, so stuff, man. I, I, I'm know, not going to argue I give you a job you. at Royal uh, Alliance, you know, to do commentary. You run off my other commentator. You know, you complain about not getting paid when I overpaid you in the first place. I mean, it's just it's just getting old and it's getting tired, man. I'm so I'm not going to argue with you. I do got a funny nacho story for you real quick. My dad, uh, I never uh, – I, I don't get personal about anything ever. I, I'm pretty work-oriented when it comes to the show. But my dad a, was a soccer coach for a long time. He still is. And uh, I watched him one day get thrown out of a soccer game. Uh, he got a straight red and uh, – which is it was weird. He normally got two yellows. He never got a straight red. He got a straight red card. He gets thrown out. He goes over to the not to the uh, concession stand, and he just started eating nachos on the uh, same bench. He got ejected at, and it was kind of created some good fireworks. So, so, he, so your dad pulled an Antonio Brown before Antonio Brown. My dad pulled a Bobby Bobby Knight before Bobby Knight knew what he even did. You know, I like guess. Let's just be it, grateful but, he didn't pull an Urban Meyer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I am sitting in a chair. Okay, careful now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, he is the city on the hill, the tip of the spear, the one and only Richard Douglas. I am the night owl. This has been the Wrestle Talk Podcast episode 376. And just to give you an idea of what we have coming up over the next couple of weeks, man, I I just, we're spoiled, bro. Like, we're literally spoiled. So we're going to go from. Two Midwest pro wrestling pillars. We're going to go from that to next week. You're going to get you a little bit of Skywalker and Rodell, right? And when I stop and think about it, bro, the the amount of love we're able to give here on the WrestleTalk podcast from, from coast to coast, really, from coast to coast, really, is straight up outstanding. I don't think there's any podcast, uh, whether their production quality is better than ours or not, or their hosts are not quite as attractive as we are. I can tell you for sure that they're not bringing you the quality content that we do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So I know next week, Rodell, DJ Big Sexy, and the Skywalker are absolutely going to knock it out of the freaking park. And I, I'm looking for the schedule, which I want to give you guys a quick rundown. I'm doing a terrible job of finding it. Well, but before you do that, can we just, just to piggyback on something we kind of just mentioned a little bit ago. 
I really like tonight because so many times we had comments coming in that we were getting actual good information out, you know, the match coming up with uh, Attila that, uh, that Donnie's going to have and things like that, that, you know, you don't need to set up an interview for just getting information out there and having promoters like Herb Simmons, the legend that he is and have, you know, other promoters and other wrestlers get on our feed and start talking to us and get us some information for our fans that not a lot of podcasts have because they don't have that type of feature. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, what I've always made it a point to do is to make sure that the guest knows that we legitimately care about them. Like, hey, oh, we yes. ask you to come on, not because you're hot or because you just won some championship or because you're about to go to Ring of Honor, even though those things are all great or whatever. No, 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 no. We want you to come on to tell us your story no matter where you are. Bro, we've had guys on that have only been training for six months and we've had like Tully Blanchard on. You know what I mean? Right. Like you talk about like scopes. And and so now that I found the schedule, let me just let everybody know just a quick rundown for the rest of January. Next week, Ace Roberts, Ivar. And then the week following that, that's you and I, we're going to have El Maton Crisco from the East Coast. Okay. And ISP and uh, Hardcore Hoss will join us for that one. And then the week after that, we're going to have Stephen A. Hurt and Harsh. And then February, Curtis Duncan, the guys from Mike and You Podcast, and so on and so forth. And then towards the end of February, we're going to have consecutive shows where we're interviewing guys that are going into the Midwest Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, yes. Yes. Right? Yes, great so, so we'll have a representative that first, that second week in February, and then after that we'll have inductees. So, guys, make sure you keep it locked in. We're not going to bullshit you. We're not going to shortchange you. And we're not going to ask those the three questions of death. Because we're the Wrestle Talk podcast, and we don't operate like that. We have a real appreciation not only for the guests that come on, but also for the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast, whom we refer to as the Wrestle Talk family. Richard, it was a pleasure, mostly yours. Thank you for being <laughs> here with me tonight. It's been a good time, and uh, maybe they're right. I, I don't know if you and I are ever going to get along. Uh, but what I can tell you is that as long as you keep bringing your A game like this, bro, I'm going to be cool with hosting you whenever the hell it is. You got that? Hey, yeah, you know, I still think I kicked your ass in the debate, and uh, there's a lot that we need to unpack in the next couple of months, but uh, I think we can manage it for the time being. Okay, fair enough. Well, guys, I am the Night Owl. He is Dick Douglas. We will see you next week right here at WrestleTalkPodcast.com for episode 377 as we continue towards our trek to the illustrious episode 400. 400. Yeah. Everybody have a great night. Peace. Let me hit that